Finally, you're the one that's asked finally, like six Nick. times. Well, I'm old, Jesse. All right, we've established that fact. Oh, that's true. So it's like a handicap. Stop judging me. It is a handicap. <laughs> right. Pretty soon, you guys are just gonna take me on a one-way walk at a fun fly. Right. So, it's just like <laughs> put you down, old yeller. Yeah. <laughs> no longer useful. <laughs> you had a good run. Past the fence yeah, line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, past the fence line where the flyaways go. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no show last week. Nah, shit happens. Nah, mm. that's all right. We we made up for it. A couple good things happened, right? Mm. Video got a video out. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. One other cool thing happened this week. Another form of media. Yeah. What do you guys think? You like it? I do. Digging it. I do like it, dude. The webpage. Dude Man Larry rocked rocks. that shit. He did. Just. Yes. Dude, he was even excited <laughs> about it getting released. Yeah. I. Hey, Dan, we need to yeah. tell these uh, absentee clowns what went down. There was what? some history that was made that they don't even know about. Uh, yeah, yeah. The chat it sounds box, like yo. Dan doesn't even know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dan, remember, Dan's old. Yeah, I the chat box. Slowly. Yeah, so where were you two clowns yesterday? Right? What? Not so, in the chat box. A historic moment mm. in RC Hilly Nation history, right? Nick and I have the, the presence of mind to grace the chat box in its final moments of existence. For the hardcore say, listeners. And we both said almost the same thing. I, I got there a little bit before Nick, and I said, well, I figured I'd come and pay my respects. Nick comes on, types almost exactly the same thing. Where's Jesse? Where's Justin? Yep. Nowhere to be found. Dude, I didn't get the memo. What the hell? Yeah. What memo? I didn't get a memo. You, you douched us. No. Larry sent us a text that said, okay, guys, in like 20 minutes, I'm going to switch it over while I watch the clock. Because I don't work at work, so I watched and I was like, "Oh, there, there's a, there's an answer." In uh, I was minutes, at work too. I'm gonna make hey. it happen because I'm dedicated. That's right. I did the same thing. I turned on my big work computer and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go hang out in the chat room." And I was, dude, it it was, I, it was a little strange because like we were talking and and Larry's like, "Okay, guys, it's gonna happen," and we're like, "It's like because you keep refreshing." It's like, "No, oh, still there, still there," and pretty soon it's gone, and then. The, the new web page come on and then it's like uh uh-huh. <laughs> where, where's it at I can't conversation I can't say what do you guys think mm, yeah. you know it was gone it was 
gone forever. It's cool. You guys weren't there, and I'm going to hold you. No, you weren't. Actually, you douched me, Dan. I didn't douche anybody. I had the presence of mind show up. I showed up, dude. Some people have to do shit at work. No, I yeah, was doing dude. shit at work. I too. was I doing put, shit at work. <laughs> I made everybody in my stop in my shop stop what they were doing. And I said, "History's about to go down." Everybody yeah. gather around. Y'all hold hands. And what and did they me, say? Light a candle. And and me and myself watched it happen because I was the only one in the shop at the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, it was fun though. It was fun. Yeah. And it looks good. I really like it. It we're we've had a couple of people and we're still kinda up in the air about like the, the video on the front and the little spinny I like the spinny things. I like the, the spinny things. I don't mind either of them. Now I, don't I, mind I, it. I, I can see where people are coming from and hey, you know, it's it's a preference thing, but uh, it certainly yeah. doesn't inhibit any function like No. No, yeah. no, not no. at all. I I don't know. I guess well, first of all, uh, where web pages are going these days, I don't like. Uh, uh, I don't like scrolling web pages, but I get it. I mean, I get it. That's where all of wait a minute. All, what do you mean scrolling web pages? I like. I don't like to have to scroll through a web page up and down. You I, want I, a I single page, the, all right there, no scrolling. Yes, and then you just, click a link and go to the next page. Exactly. And look, that's that's neither here nor there because I get it. I see. You know, you go to all the you know, the company's web pages, the newer designs, that's, that's the way web pages are going and I'll adapt. But let me just say that aside, which is, like I said, neither here nor there. I love it. I, that it looks so clean. It's such a professionally done web page. It looks amazing. Yeah. I, and I just can't, I, you know, we all saw, you know, we all got little sneak, uh, peaks here and there and like eh, you know I, that you know when I, I was like okay well I guess that's the way web pages are going so that's what we're going to do and it'll be okay but after looking at it and seeing it in all of its glory it's great so yeah it looks good big looks thank you to Larry good. huge he huge did an amazing you. job he really did and how about the speed I know yes. Mobile, right? Mobile, and baby. Mobile. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And to that's me, the thing, dude, too. that's Great. the biggest deal. Because honestly, I do most of my web browsing mobily. I mean, it's just my phone. I use it for everything. And so having a mobile capable website is a big deal. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. great. So who's uh, been doing stuff this week, uh, Hilly? Related. Anybody been doing anything exciting? Oh yeah. Two weeks, dude. Two weeks. Oh, that's right. Two weeks. Two weeks. Not so who flying wants to go first. Yeah, no flying. That's but for damn sure. No flying a submarine. Lots of buying. <laughs> oh, I did some flying. You did some flying. You fl- yeah. okay? Then you have to go first, dude. Well, it doesn't count though. Oh god. Oh, yeah. that's not flying. No, that's not real flying. I had a I had a catastrophic crash. Does that yeah? count? Yeah, on a heli with two blades. No. Was it your fault? It was a design flaw. So, so it yes. was your fault. I'm, I'll admit it. I mean, shit happens when you're building something from the ground up, right? But we found it and we fixed it. So all's well that ends well. All right. That's what testing is mm, all about. That's right? true. It's called development. We want yeah. shit to break when, yeah, when that's we're true. testing it. So yeah, anyway, we break now than later. It was very impressive. 
Uh, I will go first, and I'll just quickly say it's it's a little it's it's I kind of like watching multi rotors fall from about 150 feet. <laughs> it was. Yeah, were, you, were you crying or cheering? No, <laughs> dude. I when that thing hit, uh, every, well, some of us at work were crying, and I'm like, get over it, right? <laughs> what I was, I was like, wow, that really didn't handle that well. <laughs> <laughs> that thing busted into a lot of pieces. It was pretty impressive. I really wanted to take pictures of it. Of course, I couldn't do that. But um, well, I did take pictures of it, but I can't share them. So uh, yeah, it was exciting. So yeah, we've been dealing with that. Uh, so my slow boat from China showed up a little early. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Today's Friday. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Wednesday. They showed up. How many flights you got on it? I've got about that many. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> are they even in the heli yet? Zero. No, are they out of the box? They are out of the box. Okay. Yes. They are out of the box. They are for the oxy. I've got no more excuses for the oxy. No more excuses for the gasser uh, because the V control showed up. Nick got it done for me. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. First yeah. impressions. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. My first impressions are I don't really care for how it feels in my hands. Okay. But that's just because it's new. I'm going to get over that. Guaranteed. Right? Because you get used to stuff as you use it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it feels it, 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 I, I like the, the, it's got a substantial weighty feel to it. I love that, but it feels a little boxy to me. Um, so I'm like, mm. that is a, as of now, because I haven't flown with it, that's a bit of a detractor, but it's not, it's, it's just because it's different. That's all, you know? So not, that's neither here nor there. That's just my first impression. But I got to play, uh, I haven't really, you know, you can't really do a lot with the menu when you're not hooked up to um, a, uh, a fly barless unit. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. You can play with it a little bit. So I got to play with it. It took me about, I don't know, 30 minutes to figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am spinning it! Damn it! Oh, I got to spin it the other way. Okay. All yeah. right. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sounds about right. Uh, I I really like the the um, the vibrant um, uh, the display. It's very easy to read in pretty much any lighting situation, and um, I'm excited to, to give it a go. I've got one uh, unit here, and tomorrow uh, expecting a couple more. Nick. Yep. Uh, two more. Yep. And so that'll get. That's enough. I, and then I have one more eventually showing up, but that one uh, is mainly just to have for if I decide to get another heli. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I've <laughs> all I've got to do now is get that damn thing built. I actually got a text from Carrie Shirley. He's like, "Dude, haven't heard much about the gassers. You have any? Is everything all right?" <laughs> it's like. Yes, I just, just haven't gotten around to it. I just, I just don't, build really slow. I don't. Yeah. I, typically, I don't. But I just, man, I just, I've really been struggling for time lately. Uh, it, I, 
I'll get it sorted out. We've had kind of a weird weather pattern where it's been snowing like hell and then melting. And so my, the little trailer is out there literally in a lake of, of, Mm. of about three inches of icy water. So I got to get that sorted out. I got to get some gravel in here so I can get my big trailer in here as well. But, uh, I, I'm going to get tomorrow. I'm going to pick up some of those, uh, tripod, uh, stabilizer jacks so I can use the little trailer without being hooked up all the time because it's a little teetery <laughs> otherwise you know being so short uh, and then we'll we'll get that sorted out but so nice. multi-rotor stuff yes helicopter stuff new uh, stuff coming in like I said but you are officially new. out of excuses though I am there's yeah. it's um and to be honest with you, I was just, we were, while we were uh, waiting to start tonight, we were all kind of going over the weather and man, oh man, there's certainly no excuses uh, weather-wise because we're talking, it's going to be up in the fifties this week. So yeah. And, and those 50s, are like, dude, those are registered, upgraded rescue. Yes. The whole deal. Like the, the whole nine yards. You don't. Yeah. Even I even programmed the basic switch layout Ooh. on the transmitter yes and so, so we're, we're, dan we're you're smart. not you're not planning on like maidening the gassers at othello are you <laughs> that's not like the game plan right i'm not planning I'm, I'm just on curious it. because not, that, that seems like the direction that you know we're slowly heading jesse I'm not give him some credit it, dude, that's like months away I, that's like three dude, I, months I think away he, I, I, I think know. he is giving me credit. I know. And he's, I think it's more of a concern. <laughs> I mean, we're like one bolt a day here, Justin. <laughs> I think we're less than that, actually. Because it's only three for... months away, dude. That's ninety days, and we're back in the season. Hey, again. Wait a minute, says the guy who still hasn't maidened his protos yet. Whoa, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but he's only. Oh, I've had, I've had this guy who hasn't okay, maidened his get NX seven yet. Yeah. I'll made in that protos before Dan flies a gasser. Uh guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> he's not even gonna bet. He's just No, I mean there's just no way because I, I, I will be able to maiden, really get to it tomorrow. I will remaiden, blow up, and replace another <laughs> engine before Dan maidens his gasser. <laughs> Which I feel like is a very fair I'm, I'm gonna blow but Justin, up your that's fucking like one engine, day. Dan. I totally fucking hate you guys. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Seriously, you guys you guys are riding my yeah, jock. But Nick, am Get I right? I mean, that's true. That's what's that? going to happen. That's oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I just need to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, well, are, are you waiting on any? Well, besides, no, I, you know, the, the couple V bars, are you waiting on any excuse? other parts at this point? There are no, there is nothing left to come in. It is okay. all here. I, even my gas can. My awesome Jersey modeler gas can. Mm-hmm. Even two gallons of lantern fuel. Wow. Mm. The ball yeah, yeah. is in really your is And work, one man. is like seven-eighths of the way built, too. One's like, <laughs> I got to go through it, though. I, after, after because I have, you know, I've started the build. I've gone through quite a bit of it. Um, After going through it, and, and as Carrie and I had discussed... You know, and, and as he openly says, whenever he's talking to somebody who is new, who is expressing an interest in gassers, he says, no, go learn how to build and fly 
a regular heli first, gas or nitro or electric or nitro, take your pick, mm-hmm. then come talk to me. Uh, and after going through the build and realizing that it, it, there's really no, well, what I've gone through so far, and there's, there's really not a manual. Um, there is a, uh, an online, you know, Kerry's done one online on his, uh, forum on Heli Freak. It, it, it's the mod, the, the conversion kit has changed very subtly, but enough to throw a new person off. I mean, there's, just, there's subtleties there that you really have to pay attention to, uh, that are, it'll really cause you problems. It'll go together incorrectly. It'll fit, but bad things will happen. Like your belts will shred and that kind of shit, mm-hmm. right? Cause you got bolts sticking out where they shouldn't be that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay a little bit of attention to it. So I'm going to go through, Although the other one is essentially built, I am going to take it apart and go through it all. So that's, I'm going to focus on getting one of them built. And then as time allows the second one up and going and the nitro, I'm going to take two machines and merge them into one because I do have two 700s mm. and uh, keep the fours going. Haven't decided what I'm going to do with the E700. Um, Maybe, maybe keep it for a conversion or, uh, it, it's built, it's ready. Um, so I could fly it, I guess. Absolutely. Fours is built as well. So. Nice. Um, I got the trailer, the little trailer is ready. I mean, it's, I've been working in it. It's all set up. So other than before I had it kept, I kept it hooked in yeah. onto my truck, which made it, makes it easier to work in there. So I have to get that so it doesn't, like I said, teeter on me. And the the toy hauler is all squared away, right? That's back at your place. It's, it's the toy hauler. Deal. It's not at my place. It's a mile away at some at an RV storage. Oh, okay. Uh, and the only reason it's there instead of here is because I have to get some gravel in here to mm-hmm. get rid of some mud and some uneven ground. Um, other when that happens. I, I still haven't decided how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to keep the little trailer and use it as my main heli trailer here. And then just, uh, you know, cause Nick kind of introduced me to that as his video uh, that he recently did. He showed everybody how he's got, it's kind of a modular bin system for everything. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with you, uh, you know, all I need to do is put a couple heli hangers in, in the toy hauler uh, and then just grab whatever bins of parts yeah, maybe make one bin for yep. tools, and we even you know. loaded up that. I've loaded you with bins. Yes, yeah, it's it's there. I mean, it's all there, and I'm using it as as directed. <laughs> as, dr- as, as directed, as the instructions said. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm really liking that system because it's uh, in the, such a small trailer. You know, because in the big trailer, I was able to <laughs> spread out. <laughs> You can't do that in a little. You just cannot do it. You have to be organized. Dan. You have to maintain it, or you have to you have to put shit back because you have to put shit back just to get the next one out. Yes, because there's nowhere else to put it. That's good. Mm-hmm. And what that allows you is to be ready to take it to the field at any point in time. You don't go. Yes. Well, I want to go out and do a quick flight. But, oh, God, I got a bunch of shit all over the place. No. I got to clean everything. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. 
That never stopped me before, Nick. Did yeah, you not see my well, just I know. It, it was like just a rolling. The only, thing I made, the only thing that I made sure was tied down, and sometimes I didn't even do that with some helicopters. Uh, everything else generally <laughs> stayed where it was supposed to, or where I left it. So, and that's where, and where I left it was where it was supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. Damn it. So, yeah, it's, I'm excited. The weather's starting to pick up. I mean, it's this weirdness of snowing, raining, snowing, freezing at night, and then kind of rinse and repeat. Not a lot of sun, but at least it's warmer in the days now. So, uh, looking good. Cool, man. Oxy. Oxy. I'm, I'm yeah, how's that, that one going, Dan? Well, I just got the servos yesterday or Wednesday, so mm. you know, don't judge me, Justin. Seriously, get off my get off my balls. All right, I'll give you a couple more days. <laughs> a couple more days. <laughs> I am gonna. I tell you what, the oxy will be assembled by the end of the weekend. Nice. It won't be flying Ooh. because because uh, I left my futaba up at work. So, and that's what I'm gonna be flying that one on. Yeah, because I got an icon for it. Perfect. Nice. That nice. Icon. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Sweet. That's how the, uh, that's, nice. that's the ball rolls for, for Dan this week. Who's next? I think it's clear that within this past year, Rev Electrics is taking battery charging to a whole new level. Within the last year, we have seen the all-new bump charging system announced and the release of the GT500 charger. The bump charger is something that no one has ever done or seen before. The list of features includes a complete touchscreen interface, charger setup with just the bump of a battery, and V-Bar battery ID integration for all you V-Bar fans out there. So, for more information, be sure to check out RevElectrics.com. Justin. Justin, okay. So that'd be you, by the way. Justin your, has not Justin. done much of shit lately. <laughs> it's been two weeks. The weather's been horrible. The nitro is sitting there in the same position that it was probably two and a half weeks ago when I initially installed your engine, Dan. Haven't really fired it up. Haven't done anything with it. And so uh, most of my time actually has been spent uh, pulling the Diablo apart or more apart very, very slowly. You know how I I, I roll. So, um, you know, picking pieces off of it, making sure they're either straight or bent and I need to replace them, slowly putting a list of stuff together for rebuild of the Diablo speed. And I'll tell you what, every time I take something off that helicopter, it gets more and more painful. I mean, it really does. I'm, I I just see dollar signs at this point. <laughs> yeah. And so isn't that the name of the game, though, in speed? It, it is. Signs? It is. But I, I sort of so I, I can't remember. It's been two weeks. I don't know if I've talked about this. You guys heard last time that uh, my buddy Rob Bingham gave me the opportunity to take his spot on the TDR2 list, right? Because he didn't want to buy it yet. Well, since then, I have submitted my order to Mr. Jan Henselet for the TDR2. And that's a decent chunk of change 
And it's a it's a similar chunk of change to get the Diablo speed rebuilt. And so my my motivation has waned slightly. So I'm just slowly taking it apart, uh, you know, building the parts list. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was doing maintenance on the Gowie R5. That is complete now. Uh, really surprisingly, actually, there wasn't much that needed to be replaced. I, ha- you know, lately I've been keeping a fairly decent stockpile of uh, bearings. You know, just because it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you you burn up a bearing or you destroy a bearing and then you end up having to go and wait a week or so to get it from whatever shop you're you're ordering it from. So I like to stock them as spares. And luckily, most of the models that I fly use the same size bearings in various places. So I ended up swapping out a couple of Gowie R5 bearings, none that actually needed it, but it was worth the effort. Um, and then the rest of my time has been spent working on tech tips. I now have, and I, I shit you not, guys, I counted between private messages in the last month and emails, I have 37 listeners and one team manager that is giving me a hard time about not having posted my discharger tech tip yet. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I guess that's something that people are interested in, and it is winter, so I need to get it done before the flying season comes back, and I'm working on that. Um, as I think I've mentioned before, and it's not, I, I mean, I guess I'll call it an excuse. We'll get out the Rolodex. That's probably what it is. But for what it's worth, the reason why I haven't rushed into it, other than the fact that I've been busy, is the fact that this is a bit more advanced of electrical of an electrical project than some of the others that we've done in the past. And so I really want to make sure that I give you guys the right instruction so that you don't go and zap yourself. Um, it's it, it's a little bit more challenging. It's not just electrical, but it's also a thermal thing. And you can mm-hmm. heat things up to the point where you will burn yourself, like take skin off of a finger. So bear with me. I'm going to try to get that out soon. The other thing that I may or may not have been up to is uh, formally organizing a model helicopter speed flying association. Interesting. Hmm, I may have seen. Hmm. Ah, yes, I saw Jesse like my page. And me. And, and me. Dan. Oh, Seriously. hey, all right, cool. Jeez, I've maybe got I'm going to go from all three Where's that unlike button at? Where's that unlike button? Dan's like, I'm unlike it. Yeah, all right. Ah, so, yeah. damn it. I spoke <laughs> too soon. So, yeah, um, MHSFA. I've already gotten criticism on the name. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Model Helicopter Speed Flying Association. This has actually been something that has been a long time in the making. And by a long time, I mean at least about a year, nine months to a year. As you know, uh, last year, I got formally involved in the Urcha Speed Cup organization aspects and then subsequently the OHB. And um, my my friends Santiago Panzardi and Ben Chance, who have been doing the Urcha Speed Cup for some time now, the last four or five years, 
you know, we really hit it off as uh, a, as a trio. Um, we think a lot alike and uh, we're all very nerdy about the whole speed thing, not just from a competitive standpoint, but technically. And so we said to ourselves, hey, you know, uh, why not us? Who else out there is better to do this, at least in the U.S.? And maybe there are some people, but if there are, they haven't stepped forward. So uh, we're going to pull the trigger. And what came out of that is formation of the Model Helicopter Speed Flying Association. Uh, it is a nonprofit organization that we are going to be pursuing formally with the AMA to become what's called a SIG or a special interest group. Uh, and for those of you guys who don't know a lot about how the AMA works with SIGs, for example, Urcha is a SIG. It is the AMA recognized rotary wing uh, hobby special interest group. So all things helicopters. And, you know, if you go and look on the plank side, uh, there are a lot of SIGs. And depending on the discipline scale or warbird or pylon racing, you can see three or four different SIGs for the same discipline. For whatever reason, the helicopter side has not developed that way historically. But uh, I think we're going to try to break the mold and set up our own speed organization. And the purpose is going to be the objective of the org is to be a, a, a group that advocates for the speed discipline that works with the international community to uh, develop a consistent rule set, timing system standards, safety, etc., to kind of give a give the community a framework to uh, build off of for universal competition doesn't mean they have to adopt our rules, uh, but it's available for them to uh, adopt and adapt as they see fit. So we're yes. we're super excited about it. Um, it's going to be a shitload of work. <laughs> it's one of those things where like i mean the four of us have been there right where we're like we get that harebrained idea kind of like nick you know nick where you're like dude <laughs> what <laughs> we're gonna do citizen cards and it's gonna be awesome and we're like yes this is an epic idea and then you wake up the next morning and you're like fuck what did we just did sign up for seriously? So, but, you know, the nice thing is that uh, between the listeners who have been following the speed thing and then, you know, the international community of speed pilots who we've come to know from various competitions and on social media, we have gotten a huge, huge pledge of support. Uh, we've already got people that are volunteering to work with us on various different things. And uh, so, wow, super overwhelming. We're very excited. Uh, Chago and Ben and I are are working to kind of lay the groundwork, the structure. But the thought process is that we're basically going to form a handful of committees. There's a rules and classes committee. There's a timing standards committee, and there's probably a safety or a course layout committee. 
and we will then draw from the the volunteers that are making themselves available uh, to get people on those committees and to work together, not just as a U.S. group, but again, as an international group to come up with uh, with a comprehensive rule set that people can compete to. So sweet. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I am super, super excited about this. I think that cool. th- the way we see it is it's uh, it's it's an opportunity to get more more consistency out there and to get other people to learn how to do it from grassroots all the way up to international competitions so that we've got sort of a network of people around the world that know how to run speed events. That way, mm-hmm. more people can do it. We can spread the love. It doesn't have to be Chago and Ben and I. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So as long as I have a class. For my 500 SS, then I'm in. <laughs> Dude, you got it. I'm you in. Got it. Nice. Like I, I plan on 100% competing, and like being, I will be a member. Whatever I got to do, I'm ready. Yeah. So we're we're working on the whole membership thing. In fact, uh, you guys will like this. One of the first things you got to do when you when you start a new company or organization, right, is you got to get a website. So, you know, temporary, we got the Facebook group for those of who uh, those of people who are following us before we were using the Urcha 2015 Speed Cup uh, group that we set up uh, in August and we've changed the name and updated that. But next thing is we're working on website and guess who I contacted? Ah, dude, man, Larry. Superiority. That's nice. right. That's right. So. Actually, I missed his call today, but I'm going to get in contact with him tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the you know what the minimum requirements are for the website and what that looks like it's going to take. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping we can get a nice, sexy website up there. Probably not as sexy as the RCHN one. Probably not. Uh, but you know no, that's okay. That's okay. It'll get the job yeah. done. Uh, but we'll we'll work on memberships and. Uh, and stuff like that. And the one thing that we're really interested in exploring as an idea is a competition circuit. And I want to get this out there so that listeners can provide some feedback beyond just have giving the opportunity to the grassroots guys to get their speed competitions put together. The thought process is uh, basically to set up a circuit uh, each season of fun flies where they have formally officiated speed events. And if you're a member and you compete in a minimum number of competitions, then you are a circuit competitor that gets points that accumulate over the year. And then at the end of the year, we have the ability then to look at who has scored the highest and go even further with prizes from there. Nice. That would be pretty cool. Kind of like yeah, just creating a league. Yeah, 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 exactly. So awesome, man. Well, congrats. Nice. Yep. I am excited. Thanks. That it? Anything else? I you know, I don't I don't think so, dude. I think that's pretty much it. Nice. Who's next? Sweet, I'll go next. Have you made the switch yet? <laughs> 
Well, if you haven't, then you need to get on the ball. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are the perfect way to complete that perfect heli setup. From 250 to 800 class blades in precision and aggressive 3D versions, and with tail blades and night blades too, switch blades give you a large variety of options to get your heli flying the way you want to. Head over to www.bkdesignsllc.com Give them a try today, and I'm sure you'll make the switch. I did a little bit of heli stuff the last couple of weeks. Yeah? What? Just, you know, a little, little bit. It wasn't... Did you think about the sim this week? Well, no, because you didn't bring it up during your section. But you just thought about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just literally thought about it, so... Yeah, I'm not going to count it. So, no, I did not think about the sim in the last couple of weeks. Um, didn't think about it, didn't fly it, didn't touch it, you know, pretty much all the above. It's, it's really kind of sad considering how, you know, we keep talking about Othello and joking about, you know, oh, it's so many months away, but really it's going to be here before we know it. So Mm -hmm. all those flying goals that, you know, all the, the four of us have, if we want to meet those, the sim is going to be a critical part of that sim and getting some real flying in because the weather friggin' sucks. So... But yeah, over the last couple of weeks, been, you know, wrapping up and finishing a build. Um, so I finally got wiring, programming, the thing's pretty much ready to go. I'm just waiting, waiting for the weather to cooperate. So since we didn't record last week, um, the previous week, I did finish up all the wiring. And I got to say, I am so glad that I did order the power bus with the original order because Man, that thing sure makes it easy. No more. I mean, you just don't have to worry about, okay, where am I going to zip tie? How am I going to route the wires, you know, around the main gear and the upper bearing block and get all that to the rear of the heli where, you know, typically the uh, the fly barless system sits. Or, you know, if, if it sits in the front, then you got to worry about running some of the cyclic servos forward. And if it sits in the back, then you got to run the speed controller and a lot of that stuff to the back of the heli. So that power bus on the Protos... Man, what a cool feature. So it definitely cleaned up the wiring a bunch. I do got to say, though, I spent literally a, at least one to one and a half nights just crimping servo leads. <laughs> oh, oh, that's painful, it, dude. It, it is seriously painful. So in my last Hobby King order, you know, where you kind of do like the wire and the heat shrink and I end up I get my um, servo leads and servo wire and stuff from there. I went through almost my entire inventory just from crimping servo leads to complete the wiring on the Protos. So, let me ask well you a question, Jesse, before you go on. Yeah. What, what type of crimper do you use? Is it a ratchet crimper? It's not. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now because I did muy servo connectors today, 50 mm-hmm. of them. Get a ratchet crimper i'm telling you what is a ratchet crimper what do you yeah what do you mean by that well and so you your crimper now it's literally like a plier where it's like pliers i have two different you know slots where it's like 24 to 28 gauge and then 18 to 24 so the difference is the ratchet crimper you click it and it closes the jaw partially click it again and it closes the jaw jaw another little amount you have mm-hmm. to set the tension on it but what, what i'm getting at is what makes it easier is now instead of 
uh, you grab your uh, connector and you, you kind of got to pinch your wire on it a little bit. And then you got to hope it all holds together while you're trying to use your mm-hmm. plier with the ratchet. You click it until your connectors just barely snugged into the crimper. It's seated in there. It's seated in there. All you got to do now is just push your wire in and just click it the rest of the way. And it just makes it, I'm serious, it makes it so much That's easier. That's true. It just holds that tension for you so you don't Perfect. have to think about it as much. Yep. And then you, you ha- it, mm. at first I thought it was a piece of junk because the tension, the, the, the tension, the max tension was set too tight and it kept literally uh, busting the connectors, like crimping them in half. So I realized mm. after I realized you can set the tension, once you get the tension set right, dude, it's, it's nothing oh, to okay. do. Tons of them. Anyway. Little tip there for you. Nice. No, that's pretty, free advice. A little yeah, free advice for you. That's pretty cool. But for now, <laughs> I was rocking the the plier style where you got to keep the tension on there, otherwise it it falls out, and you're trying to put the yep. wire in, and yeah, it can. That's a pain in the ass. You, you're right. I mean, you get used to it, but yeah, it, it it definitely was the most crimping I've done on a build. But I do have to say, in the end, I think the wiring came out the cleanest, just because everything is. You just don't have all the zip ties and all the wire routing from the front to the back of the heli. That thing just takes care of all of it for you. So you just have these nice little, you know, two inch um, servo lead or servo leads at the back of the heli that you just plug right in. You know, you jump from the power bus right into the fly system. So pretty clean, uh, pretty cool idea. And it, it does, you know, so far it went through setup fine. I haven't flown the helicopter yet, but. So far, everything seems to be working great. Now, I do have to mention that if you do, if you pay attention to the wiring diagram for the power bus, you'll notice that. So for myself, I am still running a receiver pack, so I use the terminals at the front of the power bus, and I soldered my um, receiver pack wires basically straight to that. So I you know come off the power bus straight to an EC three connector, which then I'll plug my battery into. And all of the positive terminals on all the channels on that power bus are tied together to that main positive um, connection. And so where this caused a problem is if you look, and thankfully, I I don't have it right in front of me, but one of our listeners kind of piped up on my Facebook post and said, hey, wait a minute, if you're running the V-control current sensor... This could cause a potential issue because the current sensor only wants to see 3.3 volts. It doesn't want to see the 8.4 that your fully charged receiver pack or BEC is going to be sending to the V-bar and to the servos. So if you were to just kind of not pay attention and, you know, you're running your um, UI sensor or your current sensor and plugging it straight into your power bus, you're going to potentially blow stuff up. I mean... See the magic smoke because you're going to be running 8.4 volts right to your right to your sensor. Oops. Um, yeah. So luckily, I was you know I was reading I was as I was doing the wiring and doing the build, I was reading back through the comments and trying to see everything that you know all the listeners pointed out. So there's a couple extra ports on the power bus so that you can you know there's larger terminals where you can solder those wires directly to the power bus, or you can still do your kind of conventional. From your EC3 and then maybe to two servo connectors that you plug into the power bus, you know, power A, power B. And then at the rear end of the heli, you have your power A, power B, which then you jump over into the V-bar, into your fly barless system. Um, so in this case, since I didn't need all of those, 
I used one of the signal wires on the power A, power B channels or connections on the power bus to run 3.3 volts from the front, from the back to the front. So I jumped from the little satellite ports on the V-bar into one of the signal ports on the power bus and then ran my 3.3 volts up to the front where then I tapped into that for the UI or the current sensor for the V-bar to get the right voltage up front. Um, so a little bit of a workaround. Not it, It's really not that complicated once you realize what you need to do, but it's one of those things where if you don't know about it, it could really cause some serious issues. Um, and the other thing you need to pay attention to is look at the pinout of the Spectrum satellite ports because unlike what we're used to, the middle wire ends up being the ground, um, which is not the same as a, your typical servo connector. Um, so lots of good tips there where you just, you know, if, if you're running that current sensor and you want to use the power bus, really pay attention to the wiring, double, triple, quadruple check the thing, because if you don't do it quite right, you could run into some trouble. That's cool um, that it's got enough, it's got enough pins to do it though. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to do a little bit of funky wiring because you know how with the RPM, so I still have the castle 120 ESC on there. So I only need the signal port to run the RPM signal back to the V-bar. Mm-hmm. So then at the rear end of the heli, I just used that. That was my kind of my redundant power source was I, I jumped that positive and negative port off the RPM sensor into the V-bar for my second power source. So then that freed up one of the power, um, a, you know, there's a power A and a power B on the power bus. So it freed up one of those. Gotcha. And I was able to dedicate one of those to the current sensor for the V-bar. Nice. Um, so, yeah, they definitely give you a couple extras. Um, it was it was well thought out. And as long as you realize that little <laughs> tidbit of information with the with the voltages and what the current sensor needs for the V-bar, it, it is possible. But, yeah, you just want to make sure you pay attention because, man, that would have sucked to go plug that thing in and see... <laughs> see some smoke coming out of either the sensor the v-bar or who, you know who knows where it came from but oh yeah i've been like what did i do wrong i just you know plugged it all <laughs> in and <laughs> just sitting there scratching your head and so definitely some good information i know there's some um some good threads on heli freak that are you know that walk you through the wiring and, and what you need to do and i know that that's linked on my facebook post that i made about building the protos um someone piped up in there and posted a link to that thread. So there, there is good information out there. Just be sure to, if you're going through that similar setup, be sure to seek that out and definitely double check because it, it is worth it. And I, I got everything wired correctly and it all powers up fine. So nice. Um, nice, dude. Yeah, definitely some, some hurdles there, but a little bit of extra precision and we're good to go. The next thing that I was looking at. So, and I, I really want to hear you guys' opinion on this because I, I myself am torn and, you know, you guys might say, oh, that's not a big deal, whatever. But so if you remember back, I got these receiver packs that I, I did fly them on the E7 a little bit. And they're these smaller 800 milliamp or 850 milliamp receiver packs mm-hmm. to sell. Now, the thing that's thrown me off is, you know, like the OptiPower packs, I think those come with like 18 or 16 gauge wire soldered onto them. Right. So you feel like there's some. You know, a good amount of current capability with the 16 gauge or 18 gauge wire. But these other receiver packs, these 850s that I got, they have like 20 or 22 gauge. So a little bit bigger than, you know, your standard servo wire. And so 
obviously solder in those to an EC3 connector, you know, clipping off the little JST or uh, plug that comes on there. Pretty typical from a few years back, but clipping that off and then sticking those little wires into the bullets and putting those in an EC3 connector and then using the hot glue or the shoe goo to kind of support everything to make sure you don't have anything break. But man, looking at it now, it's like I have these 20, I want to say it's 20 gauge wire running into the power bus. And then on the other end of the power bus, I have two servo connectors going into the V bar where it's like, really those two servo connectors make up more area than the one set of 20 gauge or 22 gauge that runs into the power bus. It's, I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm getting kind of, I mean, I did look it up and I think it's, you know, seven, I want to say it was five to seven amps continuous. I don't have the the spreadsheet in front of me that I was using, but five to seven amps continuous was what that wire was rated for. Now, obviously that doesn't account for peaks and I'm running the BK servos and usually experience pretty low current draw but what do you guys think about you know receiver packs that just have that small of wiring coming off of them is that a concern or yeah no even my smallest receiver packs i always they're hard to find but Mm -hmm. you can get smaller ones that have larger wire on them that's what i do as well they're just hard to find Yep, but okay. Okay, so you say that you can get them, but I'm saying this is what I got. Oh, is is that is that a concern? Yeah, I mean it's I you know from looking at the tables and the the gauge and what it's rated for, it's saying I wouldn't be worried about the the current portion of it. That would be the least of my concerns. the mm-hmm. The most of my concern would just be repeated cycle count on the When's connector and what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how just fragile that wire is going to be. You bet. Yep. Well, and I kind of figure, you know, if it's supported past where the solder might have wicked up into the wire, you're you're going to remain. It's going to be a pretty flexible, you know, flexible wire at that point. If you can get past where that solder wicked up, which I was really careful when I soldered them, and it didn't wick Shugu. up very far. And the shoe and the shoe <laughs> is well Shugu. past where that wicked up. So I'm I'm actually not yeah. too concerned with breaking. I just keep an eye on it, and then yeah replace it as necessary can you take the battery apart and solder on some that, new wire that was a thought um it's a little tricky because that's pretty yeah i don't even know if those, it'd be worth little, it for how cheap those little, those little batteries or, are. yeah yeah it's like do you do that or do you just buy another brand or another size right yeah but so. you're cheap so you'll figure out how to solder <laughs> <it. laughs> I'll, I'll get i'll get some eight gauge on there Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> 850 milliamp receiver pack. Take a chunk out of your car battery wire. Run them some, That'll do the trick. Some double lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, soldered on there with a torch. Perfect. Use a TIG welder. No, so we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. You know, they're, they're still fairly new and I'm, I'm not too concerned right now, but. Just as I was kind of setting it next to that OptiPower pack, I was going, man, that wiring is so much smaller. It almost defeats the purpose of running kind of that redundant servo leads into the V-bar because it's like, oh, yeah, really, it's, it's not much bigger than one servo lead. So <laughs> why do I need two? But um, yeah, I, I still got two. I'm still going to run them. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I didn't, you know, jitter in the sticks and doing everything on the bench. Everything seemed fine. So 
Um, it, it worked on the E7. I didn't get a bunch of flights on them on the E7, but I got some. So I got a Western Robotics big ass BEC over here. Oh, do you? Yeah. That would, that would be pretty convenient. Yeah, that would solve a lot of your problems. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Kind of like I mentioned, you know, I've mentioned this in the past. The With the V control, I'm just not as concerned. And, you know, I have two or three receiver packs now. It tells me when the battery's not freaking charged. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, and with charging receiver packs for the nitro, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue the the BC is definitely more convenient, but... The V control definitely helps take a lot of that, you know, human error, human factor out of it. Yep. Because um, as long as your alarms are set right, and I have the little iCharger 206B on my charging case, which is basically dedicated to receiver packs, it's it's not a huge deal for me, but the convenience factor is is lacking. I will say that. So I can I can foresee as the you know flight counts increase and getting fully back into it. The, the BEC definitely has an appeal and attraction. So other than that, I did, uh, you know, finish up the setup V bar speed controller. Um, it's, it's really cool. I think I mentioned this last week, but the, or two weeks ago, but the protos kit does come with a swash leveler, which is already milled to the right height to help you set mid stick. And, yes. I love um, that. Dude. You basically just set that on the upper bearing block. And as long as the, the swash plates touching that swash leveler, that's yep. in the middle of the travel. And then you, you know, adjust the linkages to make sure that you're at zero pitch and you're good to go. And honestly, I got to say, this was the absolute closest I've ever seen a heli from, you know, I always go through and I make the, the linkages to the, kind of manual settings or the the manual lengths, whatever is given in the manual, just as a starting point. But I did not have to adjust hardly anything in the setup um, with the Proto. So that was really nice to see. Then one thing that I didn't mention was it's kind of cool, and I didn't even notice this until someone sent me an email, is that same swashplate leveler is actually milled out so that you can use it to center the tail so you put that against the rear, the, the tail case in the back. And as long as the slider is touching that, your tail case is uh, just a few degrees of right rudder. Oh, nice. So it's also useful to set up the tail. And after someone pointed that out, it's like, wow, that's milled perfectly. The tail slider just seats right in there and it it's kind of all keyed against the, the tail case. So an awesome little tool that they include. And they're definitely thinking, you know, just trying to make everything easy. The part, everything is fit great during the build the build went really smooth and then using you know little tools and little things like that the the setup went great as well so if the weather ever breaks which i honestly mean ever at this point because it's just <laughs> rained and rained and rained um we'll get out and fly that sucker and uh i'm excited i'll, I'll report back and I have a feeling, you know, from hearing other people's experiences and how the model comes in a little bit on the heavy side. I'm using the Gorilla gear for the landing gear, so I think that saves about 20 grams. And eventually in the future, I'll probably upgrade to the ultralight um, lower frame, which I think that's a little bit over 100 grams um, of weight savings. So, you know, drop the weight a little bit. I have not put this one on the scale um, with the packs and the canopy and everything on there. So I don't know an exact total right now. Um, I've just, you know, heard from others that it's a little bit on the heavy side. So with the rail 696s, 
I can definitely foresee myself going up a little bit on the blade size, but, and I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited to fly it and get out and beat the thing up a little bit. Parts prices are good and looking forward to doing some advancing and crashing this year. Nice. So sweet, dude. That's all I got. Man, did I you feel- eat your Wheaties this morning, Jesse? I did, Dan. I actually ate two bowls. I could tell. And whole milk, dude. He you was, he was on I was fire, man. I was killing it. Whole milk and two bowls of Wheaties. I could tell, man. I think you talked more in the last uh you know, half hour than you have all year. Oh man. All well, that's oh. only like three weeks. Jeez, we're only in February. Bam. <laughs> like that was unnecessary. See, right? but I was Dan. seriously expecting you to bring Nick into that. Damn, but at least my talk was pretty positive, dude. And I, you know, uh, I kept all that at a pretty positive level. I don't know if you could say the same for all your talk this year. Did I go negative? <laughs> Nick's going to go for like two minutes. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. That's what she Next. said. Next. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Next. Keeping it on track. Keeping it on yeah. track. Yeah. No. Let's see. So, um... With electric helicopters and high-capacity success like those being so popular, the need for a high-power and reliable charging setup is ever-increasing. Luckily, this is what the guys over at Progressive RC specialize in. Whether you want to buy all the parts and build a charging setup yourself, or you want to have them build it for you, Progressive RC is the right shop for the job. They carry everything from chargers, power supplies, and of course, all the accessories you need to make a pretty awesome charging setup. Check them out now at ProgressiveRC.com. This week was, oh yeah, no. So first, I got out uh, after we got, I have to say, uh, thank you to friend of ours, those of you guys who hung out on the chat box, no crash expert. He helped me out. I had this doom and gloom burden laying over me of getting the trailer video done. It's just not my thing. I was disorganized with it. I got the footage was all over the place. I didn't know if I had enough or fun fly. I now know that me doing the video, it's just not possible. We had so much going on and I'm way more interested in interacting with everyone that shows up. You know, buddy boxing, helping, tuning, teaching, that sort of a thing. Uh, So he was like, dude, let's just do it and make it happen. So he stepped in, uh, really helped me out. So big shout out there and thank you. It turned out great. I'm really happy with it. I think you did a wonderful job and it's nice to have that done. Then it was, it kind of sparked. Well, it did. It didn't kind of, it sparked a big fire. I had mentioned doing videos, so I went back through and was like, oh, hey, that's right. Got a killer um, killer flight from Kyle Stacy. So I got that quickly edited, put that up. Dude, the moves in there. What a flight. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. That was awesome. Um, got that all done. Then I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I had talked about doing the quick, short little videos, so I hopped on Amazon. I'm like, you know, I need to come up with something to, I had mentioned, what am I going to use for camera? What am I going to use for camera? And it's like, well, I could use this. Well, I could use that. But then it really kind of hit me. Here's the deal. The less 
if any editing I have to do, the more likelihood that I am to start this habit and continue it. That's where it gets hard. You know, you take the video and all is well, but then oh, you got to sit down and edit it. And then you're in the middle of editing and emails come in and I just never really managed to get anything finished. So that left me with, hey, I'll just use my phone. I mean, it's an iPhone 6 Plus, takes great video, awesome opportunity. So I hopped It has on. a little bit of built-in stability. Yeah, it's got some stability in there, and it's good enough for what I want to do. So I decided, yeah, here we go. Hopped on Amazon, found this really cool little, uh, it's like a selfie stick, except it has a tripod on the bottom. So I can put my phone on there. Stick it on the counter across in the trailer, you know, raise it up, extend it a little bit, get it up at the right height, shoot some video. And then I just grabbed it and started walking around the trailer and kind of did a, a full overview of the trailer. People had been bugging me about doing that for a long time back when I had the smaller one. And now that we got the bigger one, I guess I just kind of take it for granted. Everyone in the Northwest has seen it, but, you know, hey, other people wanted to see it, too. So that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Didn't have to do nothing. I hit stop, put it on Facebook, done. Love it. So I'm going to start doing a lot more of those. Um, when it comes to the flying side of it, if I need to do some flying, then I've got my hat cam and I can I can manage to throw that in and do a quick edit on it, but not a big deal there. So that was a big burden off my, off my shoulders this week. I, I feel like it it just really revitalized my spirits for interacting, you know, with our listeners, interacting with the community, starting to teach more again. And, you know, just that not everything, information is information. And I know I realize now that people would appreciate um, the information, even if it's quick and it's not edited, that's kind of the perfectionist side of me. Well, it's got to be like this, or I just don't even want to put it out there. Eh, that that doesn't always work. You find that you get a lot less done, if any, doing it that way when you're a busy person. So that was cool. And then, yeah, we did some we did some ordering this week. I went through, I had a big list of stuff um, that I wanted to get upgrades, crash parts, and everything for all the goblins. So I put in a nice big OSAB order. Justin, I did order my case for the 380, the carrying case. Sweet, man. Nice. Yep, I got some spares. You will not regret it. Trust me. Yeah, I'm really stoked. Like, I'm super stoked. That's probably the one thing that I put in there that I was the most excited about. <laughs> uh, just got some spares for the 700. Um yeah, battery trays, that sort of a thing. Just put in a big old order there. Um, I put in, uh, I'm tr I'm really trying my best to cut down on the downtime for the summer. So I'm, I'm putting more effort this year into stocking up. Um, mm. uh, call the guys over at Hobby Wing. Actually got, um, they wanted to send out the new 80 amp that will be coming out. Uh, for me to check out. So I think I'm going to put that on the 380. Um, I, you know, the, nice. yeah, the 50 would be fine. I don't, 50 would be fine. But remember Jesse, how we were kind of like, eh, maybe you might be, it might, yeah, it was on the edge. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the heat, it might be yeah, with the canopy on. With yeah. The, 
Yeah. So I'm going to put the 80 on there. I did go ahead and get uh, an extra 160 as well. So God forbid I ever have any C problems, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> I mean, well. Just, a, just an extra one? Yeah. Well, history would say that. Oh, that's true. Anything you touch. Anything that I touch. No, I- dude, I, I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, I just bought two extra nitro engines, so it's only natural that you would uh, buy additional ESCs. Oh, my goodness. What am I? I must be doing something wrong here. Well, I mean, I don't. Just- <laughs> I don't want to be caught. He, he's down. being realistic, Jesse. He's rocking that, what he's got. I right? mean, we. We do have to look at past history yes. with Nick, and yes. there's a high. Nick is the only one of the very four high likelihood. Yeah, that have blown up even every with proven speed controllers brand. Yeah, which for the record, I mean, I need to put that big, huge asterisk out there. I have had no problems at all with any one of my hobby wing ESCs. Not a single glitch. Well, Yet. in the past, you've blown one up. But if yeah, but that was the <laughs> old one, and I lit it on fire. It was still a hobby. So that was damn- way old. That was that 120 that everyone lit on fire. That was different. Every I never lit I never lit one on fire. Yeah. Well, whatever, dude. You lit one on fire. I, I literally on fire. You've Nicka, lit other I, people's Contronics that's what I was, on fire. <laughs> you've lit other people's hobby wings on fire. Because so I let you borrow that for like a weekend. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> can fire. you get in on this? I never lit one on fire either. Has Nick lit any of your stuff on fire? (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. He's not. He's not lit any of my stuff on fire Mm. yet. Uh, Yes, suck. No, that's cool. You know, I'll just yeah. Maybe I'll just. I was half expecting the V control to have some smoke damage. To be honest with you, (laughs) I mean, maybe I'll just order like a spare protos or you know something like that. I don't know. Just keep a whole spare heli. Whatever. Just in case it's you kind cool. of like drop it, it off I did the bench, it with a Jesse. gasser. Yeah, yeah just see, in, Dan you know, did it with the gasser. In case like a windstorm or, you know, it. something. Who knows? It's cool. I'm going to buy a spare TDR too. <laughs> yeah, that's, dude, good plan. Solid. Yeah, you'll probably get that in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're still killing me, though, with the 160. So, well, we'll see. People need spares. Right? People do. People need spares. Some people need primaries. <laughs> <laughs> so don't count that out. <laughs> Are you taking up a donation or something? Yeah, it's like, you know, some people need spares, some people need primaries. It's just how the just how the cookie crumbles. What's you know? on wait a minute. What what are what's on your what's on your uh the protos? Dude, I'll be rocking the one twenty man oh, all day long. Jesus. With on the that cool, big ass thing? With the fan. With the fan. Oh, Jesse, I'm I'm sorry, dude. I'm pretty bullish when it comes to ESCs, but you rocking a 120 on a Protos uh-huh. just doesn't feel right. Would you like to borrow my spare 160? I don't know, man. Have you? I haven't even it taken it out of the box, so there's I'm, a high likelihood it'll you, it'll you, yeah, you need to get it before Nick gets it. If, if this is going to go if, down, Jesse. if Nick's done anything to it, nope. Besides, like. It's still in the box. You could borrow it if you want. If it's still in the box, it's still then. in the box, unwrapped. You, can, I will let you borrow it. You need. You didn't even. You didn't even solder anything on no, it, right? Have, because dude. even the potential of soldering <laughs> could light the. Thing You're ruining your chances. I, I no no no. I'm covering my bases. This is my <laughs> helicopter. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, so let's see. Yes, back before I was being harassed. Um, yeah, I just bought a whole bunch of spares, and it's good. It's a great feeling to uh, to see that. I was hoping to get it all by this weekend. Looks like Monday. Uh, so, eh, whatever. But guess what did come in the mail? Are you ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll bump this post up to the top because oh jeez that's right bumpity 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 I'm oh, pumped man come on yeah but then guess what it totally just like it it rocked my world in a really weird way it forced me that one stinking little bump controller forced me into creating a ton of additional extra work because you guys saw I have my charging set up right yep and and so Mm -hmm. I'm like okay get the pump controller yeah I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the charger underneath the bench right just have the bump controller on the top then we're gonna put the parallel boards up you know up on top of the bench oh but then all the wires aren't long enough ah crap where am I gonna put the little bump Wow, that's a long ways away from the charger. Hmm. I just couldn't get it figured out. Like, I could not come up with in that whole trailer a good solution for laying out the 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 charger, the power supplies, and the bump controller, and the paraboards. And so I just said, screw it, and I dug out the good old charging case. Mm-hmm. Dusted it off, put the dual power lab back in there, put my pair of boards up on the top, mounted the bump controller in there. Ah, perfect. And uh, it works. Well, well Is so it awesome. It, it turns on, but here's the deal it turns on. Well, uh. just hold on here. All right. I have been really busy. The, all of this just happened like this last week. So it, I did. I had to go out there and get all this rewired and everything, and I'm trying to work on other models and get videos done and make videos and all this. So last night, I did. I put a picture up on Facebook. I got it posted. I mean, I got it, like, finished, the picture posted. I've turned it on, and that's it yet. <laughs> I made sure well, that you it not hmm. used it. I have not used it yet. Yeah. I just ran out of time. That was a tease, man. That's a wow. That's like, wow. Blue okay. Hold on. Hold on. Is this is this still Nick? Stop. Just hold There's on. There's always Dan, another hour in the night. Dan, get on it. Get on no. it, man. You can beat Nick. You could probably have a gasser in the air before he gets his bump controller working. Dan's yeah. going to have a gasser in the air before you get that speed helicopter put back together, which will also happen before Jesse gets that damn protos made. And so I don't want to hear Dude. nothing from any of wow. you. No, no, no. Wow. I'm piping up because that's false. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, no. My, my stuff's together. I just need good weather. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, right. I'm a fair weather flyer. I don't, yeah. I don't wait a freaking, minute. Wait a minute. Did weather prevent you from bumping? No. Time. In your trailer that has a roof? Time did. In and your heater? climate-controlled trailer. Even I need I mean, to sleep every now and I'm then. I'm sorry, but I don't fly a freaking submarine. 
<laughs> it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Dan, what do you think about all of this? I'm just hearing a lot of excuses. Yeah. Really is what it boils down to. I think Whatever. everyone's got yeah. excuses tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Excuses all the way around. But yeah, I am excited okay. for excuses you, for everybody. because I want to hear about, you know, seriously, like in reality, what is the bump controller all about? What's the bump charger? You know, what's it going to do for me? Yeah. Is it more than just novelty? That's yeah, no, the I answer you. I want. I absolutely hear you. Yep. I want to get one. I dig it. Are you going to wait for Nick's Nick sort of uh, assessment I here, am. Dan? Yeah, I'm going to wait to get it to, so when I show up at Othello, he can set it all up. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I see a pattern here. I have started a <laughs> really bad At the pattern. same time, he maidens his gassers. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> can, you, Jesse, 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 Jesse. can you set up these two gassers for me, too? On you the ready re- to bet yet, yeah, Dan? Oh, wait a minute. You want to make a bet with me that that gasser won't be flying before all of your gassers? Ooh! Seriously, you want to make a bet? What do you want to bet there, youngster? Do Uh-oh. it. I don't know, man. Do, do you it. put your money bet. where your mouth what is? What do you want to bet? Oh, we're gonna go big this time. Or we're gonna <laughs> oh, go home. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they're talking you, to a cheap. Do ass. it. Hold come on. on come on. You open this door. Youngster. You did cut open it. <laughs> what do you want to bet there? Money bags? Hmm? Money bags. Let's oh, yeah. see. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. Wait a minute. Before you guys bet anything, I need my hundred bucks, you bastard. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will bet you like, Justin's hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, I'll bet you my thirty three thirty three from Justin. <laughs> you got a deal. That is a deal. That is absolutely a deal. No. You got it. Sorry, Justin. No, 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 no backing out now. No, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll pay you Justin's thirty three thirty three. Right. No, no, I in want penny? Justin thirty-three thirty-three. <laughs> in, in pennies. That's easy. You gotta pay him in pennies if you're that's part of the deal. You guys yeah, are for killing sure. me here. Okay. And and if I went that's something and then I'll else. Pay I don't want to well. be in on this. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. I like where it's going. I like it a lot. So I will get yes, Dan. I will get the over you know. Oh, my God, the thought of building another charging case is just enough to ugh, make the hair stand up in the back of my... You cho- Does it make you want to choke a kitten out? Not quite Ooh. that. A kitten? Quite is, that did bad. you say a yeah, kitten? A ki- I feel like that's a one-way road. I feel like that's somewhat creepy and off-color. Yeah, you can't come back from that's, that. That's really the point of it all, really. Okay, well, no, it doesn't make me feel like that. <laughs> uh, but Not it does kind of make me feel like I want to build a bigger charging case. No, no, oh, Nick, oh, have I got go. the case for Dude, you. No. Bigger is not where it's at. <laughs> no, but Nick. like Nick. wider and flatter, and yeah, totally yeah. bury the charger, and with the boards up on top with some real real estate, and then really crank it up and maybe go like no. three power supplies in there. See, I I, I really. If I was to completely redo my charging case, I'm honestly not sure if I'd go with a smaller case because I totally agree with you. Put, you know, if I had the bump charging set up, bury the chargers, put the bump charger up on the lid, you know, above the deck, put your charging cables or your parallel boards on the deck. And then also one of the big things for me is put your fans on the deck 
because then you can close the lid completely waterproof, completely sealed off from the weather. So the bigger case, man, if you're not having to pack it around all the time, there is some benefits. I would almost like to go shallower height wise, but wider. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like not have the, not have the charger sit on top of the power supplies. Maybe all have them sit down low. You know, level. Yeah. Hmm. Just, it's a thought. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, but God, I hate building them. Well, with, I mean, are are you really looking for a mobile setup or could you really just kind of build that into your bench in your heli trailer? Well, I mean, yes and no, because so, all right, so here's the deal. I, you know, I I got, um, my family's, my wife and my son are going to be taken off to Hawaii in a couple weeks with some family. And so I'm all like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to hop in the motorhome and I think I'm going to head down the coast actually by myself. Just kind of a little photography trip. But Justin, dude, first thing that came to mind, totally taking the 380, baby. Going to have the whole case. Hell yeah, up. dude. And so then I'm like, I. Go off to the side of the road, find yeah. a small field, throw yeah. down. Screw the field. I'm going down on the beach. Yeah. I mean, but then it's like Pacific okay, Coast Highway charger, and I donated to the cause. Uh, you know, crash expert Satinder is his name. They do. Uh, um, he's doing a thing for screw school. This competition through school with UAVs and everything. I mean, the kid's sharp, and he's really putting a lot of effort into this. And they were in need of a charger, so I thought, you know, he helped me out so much what a great way to be able to kind of give back so i sent him down my gt500 to use for this whole deal so i still have the case for the gt500 so it's like ah, i i don't know i i just i don't know i'm back in charger problems and it's it's first world charger problems yeah (laughs) you need to just get yourself a cardboard box you know what i need to do i'll i will got one for you dude I will totally be honest what I need to do. And I wish I had the money to do it. I need to take like power supplies, like four of them. Okay. Uh, my dual power lab and uh, maybe the smaller case. Cause I really just like that case and just like hand it to progressive and be like, I'll pick it up in a week and just make something because see, when I get involved in it, that I'm, re- I'm too particular. But if I just, got one and it was done, I know that I would be happy with it. You know what I mean? Do it. Can't be that expensive, is it? I don't know. Especially if you give them your components, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, I'll build it and I'll bitch about it and I'll whine about it and, you know, that whole... I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's just how it's going to (laughs) work. So, yes, that's my dilemma. But the weekend is looking good for flying. Um, uh, Projects-wise, I have 700 number two up on the bench, putting the, getting the Neo. Which weather put program in that, are you looking at? And uh, all programmed up. I mean, okay, good. Okay. The one that says fly your submarine. That, that it's just time to fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time time to fly in the two and a half inches of rain we're supposed to get in the next 24 hours. You know what, dude? How are you going to fly in that, dude? 
I'm going to stand. He's going to pull up his panties. Yeah. And just go make it happen. And I'm going to stand. I'm going to flip up one of the flip up doors on the trailer and stand right underneath it. Oh, how about that? I don't buy it. That's problem solving. Nope. Picture. Not going to happen, huh, Justin? Picture. Your, your stuff is not waterproof, dude. Huh? It when it goes that fast, it is. Oh, the, the water whoa. droplets are just like you are just way. smacking it so hard. That's right. There's I, no opportunity for the water to get in there. I'm throwing down so hard, I basically kind of like create no, my own I mean, ecosystem. Jesse, are you buying this, dude? <laughs> that it was blowing A and raining so hard of out today. Waterless, awesome. You're, that's I believe it. See, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and that Your 500 SS awesome is so is fast, the water droplets the actually, like, they just run. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I hope yourself. it doesn't hey, rain. Don't, I'm trying to be positive over here. I'm thinking. But I just I'm trying to be realistic, not pessimistic. He's, he's all for it, but he just doesn't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like, best of luck. And shit, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what I have to deal with. All right, that's it. Boom, I'm out. Land out. That's right. Land out. Boom. So, do we have any news? We do. Yes. This week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com. Let's see. So first we've got, um, oh, a really cool, we've got a couple actually. We have a Synergy 766 build video up here and a Synergy 766 highlight video. You guys, these are shipping now. Get your 766 while supplies last. Right? (laughs) Meow. Meow. (laughs) Thank you, Dan, for giggling at that. Right? Right? Meow. Um, What What do you think about the 766? I mean, we haven't seen a lot about it yet, but it's sort of the next up and coming big heli kind of in the same vein as the as the Max V2. Yeah. And so here's what I like. This is, uh, here's what I'm digging. Here's what I'm not digging. I'm digging the trend of the seven, am I a 750 or am I an 800 or am I a 700 or a 7XX? Yeah, I'm really digging that. Like, I, I, it makes a lot of sense to me. The, a true solid 800, you're gonna, you're gonna end up with something like the logo. 800 Extreme, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, you Not just I'm did. hating on logos. Don't be all like that, people. Oh, you but are. Sounds like to me like, like you are hating It's not for me. No, absolutely not. You. I'm just saying. Such judgmental. These, You're so judgmental. Meow, I need to keep going. Oh, my gosh. It's unfortunate that you just watch Super Troopers. It really is. Um. But no, I really like this trend of of this pseudo heli size. I can go kind of either way. And so that's, I I mean, I really like that. We've seen nothing but quality come out of Synergy for the last many years. So, you know, performance-wise, flight-wise, 
They all fly great. They all are very reliable models, uh, you know, high parts quality. I dig it. Mm. I'm not a big fan of the canopy. It's nope. just I, not for me. Um, uh, it, I need an explanation on the canopy. I mean, I could probably appreciate it better if I understood what motivated it to be the way it is. I don't know if what looks wise, it really reminds me of a dirt bike and Matt's a big dirt bike person. Like, oh, dude, he had one sitting on top of a dirt bike. That's what it kind of reminds me of. It reminds me of panels like your side panels and and I don't know. I personally, I I like maybe that thing. It looks pretty sleek. I don't know. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I, I dig it. It's different. And that's what I like. You know, I really like that. But so if I'm, you buy an aftermarket canopy, is it going to cost twice as much? Because mm. you got to get like three pieces. Who knows? It could. I don't know. We will have to see. I do think it's cool, though. So check out the build video uh, that we got linked up here and then the highlights video. And like I said, they are shipping now. So pretty sweet deal. Soko, Andy was listening. You know, all that poor, our buddy Andy uh sponsor of the show we mock the blue balls the black balls and the and the cock and balls and the shaft and balls and the shaft and balls oh is that what that update was the other day (laughs) yes it was (laughs) so he clicked dude i mean i I love this i love it when manufacturers listen The, the he cleaned up the app he made it simplified and then he did uh, probably the most important thing he did a really good video a walkthrough video on how to use it now that i know how to use it now that the app's cleaned up this is awesome it's freaking sweet i totally Dude, dig it i have one ready to go when i get to that point i'm excited yep go download whole, it. it's in the, the app kit. store i already got oh, it you got it it's already dude i got yeah i up I uploaded it uh, right when I got it. And then I noticed the other day I was looking through my phone and it said there was an update for the Soko. I think I, Justin and I were talking about it. We we're like, huh, yeah. I wonder what's that all well, about. That's it. He listened, he implemented it, and then he followed it up with, uh, with a video, a complete walkthrough on how to do it. Love it. Thank you, Andy. I know everyone that's got it will really appreciate it. And if you guys were on the fence, I'm totally digging on it right now. So. Well, here's what here's what I'm gonna do with it now. Um, so I, I've you know Nick's review. I know Justin uses it. So I literally have never used a Soko tool. So when I go to do this, I actually I'm gonna if I run into problems, I'm gonna give one of you guys a call. Probably Justin because he knows the app real well, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna try it from scratch. I, I've I've briefly looked through the app. Didn't really, because I wanted to wait till I get to that point where I have to use it and I'm going to report back and just tell everybody, I mean, because I've never used it. So it'll be a great way for those of you who are considering it, uh, maybe that'll kind of maybe push you in that direction or help explain it, the issues I ran into with it. So Nice. Yeah, I think you'll, uh, I think you'll like it. It's cool. But walk while you're doing it, have the video up on one screen too. And just yes, walk through with yes. the video. Because that takes kind of all the all the wonder out. Uh we've got a link up in here to Justin's model Heli Speed Flying Association. Now um from ever on known as <laughs> Um 
So that is <laughs> Are you supposed Misfa? to? Is that, you're supposed, is, that, is, is that what it is? That, yeah, Misfa. Misfa. That's what you're it sounds like, like when it goes by. You're like, oh shit, here it comes. Misfa. <laughs> and if you're like racing it. multiple ones, it's nice. Misfa. It fits. <laughs> I, I like that. That's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's all I got. Who else has notes up here? Let's see here. I've got a couple of notes. One is, uh, a listener of ours, uh, Steven cued us off to the, what appears to be the apparent release or at least coming up release mid to end of February, 2016 of the YS 96 to engine. So we've heard about this a lot. Uh, I still don't know a lot of detail. I talked to JC Zankel uh, of Empire Hobbies at OHB. And of course, he's on Team YS. So he's been doing a lot of testing uh, of this particular engine. And as as I understand it, they've gone through a number of iterations and they've been fine tuning stuff. But uh, RCJapan.net, for those of you who don't know, it's... uh, a Japanese website where you can actually get really good prices on um, current and previous models of engines, uh, discontinued models of engines and pipes, among other things, have the new 96 SRX Turek out 38,704 Japanese yen, which in the U.S. is $331. Wait a minute. That's available right now? Uh, that's what it looks like, dude. I'm get I'm getting one. I mean, it says 96 SRX Turek coming mid dash end February 2016. Availability oh, coming yeah. soon. But you can add it to your cart right now, probably pay for it, and then be on the waiting list for when it comes into stock. I'm doing it when we when we're done tonight. There you go. Getting one. Getting one. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what that's all about. Of course, I'm already, you know, three engines deep, which reminds me, I do have to call Richard and figure out what's going on with my 91 Turek. But uh, nonetheless, if you're interested in giving your Nitro Heli a little bit of a boost, then look uh, for the 96 and see what it's all about. The next item I have is what I think a lot of people were speculating on. And now appears to be reality, and that is Jetty integration for the Spartan Vortex. Nice. Oh, yeah. So Angelos has been hard at work day and night uh, to pull off integration with the Jetty controller. Uh, you know, we we recently saw Bert coming on board with Jetty to do the BK edition. And of course, given how close Bert and Angelos are with the BK Spartan setup, uh, everyone was starting to think, well, it's just a matter of time. And sure enough, here it is. Uh, Angelos actually has in the link that we'll show on the show notes here. It is a heli freak thread. And it's growing in popularity, but he has a number of screenshots of the uh, screens on the jetty where you can go in and set up all the parameters, the real time tuning, all of that. And then he's also done a video so you can see exactly how it works and how user friendly it is. This one, I, this is a big deal 
This really is. I mean, let's take a step back. Jetty's been doing integration for a while. <laughs> They've got spirit. They've got spirit. They've been it's for you. With, uh, they got spirit. Yes, they, they do. Yes, they, they do. got spirit. How about How you? About you? Woo! Sorry. So, oh and then of course the brain icon guys have been working with them. Bavarian Demon with the new system is going to be coming out. But I would say Spartan Vortex is probably the first what I'll call mainstream system uh, to, to hit this for integration. You know, Brain Icon is there too, but they haven't finished it yet. It's not live. And while this isn't live quite yet, I got to believe that uh, Angelos has been drinking enough coffee to push through the last few steps of this and get it out in the open here. So uh, if you are a Spartan Vortex person or a Jetty person that's been interested in trying Spartan, then mm. it looks like Does this help me if I fly V-bar, though? pretty soon. <laughs> nice. Don't forget. Sweet. You know, I, I posted a little bit on Facebook and there are a number mm. of people that were like, OK, next V-bar. Yeah, they're just in different classes. And I'm never like, happen. Nah, I don't I don't <laughs> nah. think it'll ever happen. Nope, Mikado. I really don't. No. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. For the record, that was not me. It's cool. I just want. I I I understand. Okay, I'm excited for this because now, yeah. So now I feel to. like there is like we got a player in the game now. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, seriously, I feel like now people are catching on that this is what needs to be done, which inevitably pushes. You know, the manufacturers that are doing it to create m yep. more and better. And so it's, dude, I think it's freaking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Sweet. Oh, man. Is that it? I got that it. is all I have. Nothing. How about you, Jesse? Any <laughs> news? Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> oh, perfect. Wow. Excellent. I, well, I don't either. So come on, Dan. It is. What it is. I can make something yeah. up. Do it. No, Just it's really long. quick. Come on. We got, to, we, got, we got stuff to do. We have someone very important. Oh, yeah. It's exciting stuff. All righty. Sounds good. I love having the news, <laughs> news in. Yeah, this week's <laughs> news is brought to you by the commercial that Dan's going to edit in over my voice right now. <laughs> <laughs> this week's news is brought to you by Superiority.com for superior quality web and mobile development and design with a 100% money-back guarantee. That's always on schedule and budget. Get the most from your website from www.superiority.com or www.dudemanlarry.com. Not kidding. Check him out. All right, guys. So we have uh, a special guest tonight. Um, Legend. Uh, Legend in the hobby. I mean, uh, you know, all things that fly, the RC Today Show, you guys might know uh, Chris and Bobby, right, from the RC Today Show. Try to get Bobby on. He's busy. I was able to to talk Chris into coming in. Now, he was a little apprehensive. He wasn't quite sure at first. Uh, uh, excited to do it, but wasn't just wasn't sure if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but he did come on, and man, what a great interview. So... We're going to play that for you guys right now, and we will be back right after that. 
When it comes to flybarless systems, there are so many on today's market, it can be very difficult to decide which one is right for you. You really have to look past the price and start focusing on other things like customer service, product support, and of course, features and flight capabilities. In my mind, the Spartan Vortex Flybarless system ranks right near the top when it comes to these categories. Their product support and customer service is second to none. They are constantly updating their units to improve the flight performance and bring you more features. So when shopping for your next Flybarless system, visit spartan-rc.com. So guys, I've been, uh, I, I've been um, so excited to get this guy on the show, right? Um, you guys might. I tried and tried and tried, and uh, Bobby couldn't make it, but Chris did. Hey, Chris. Hi. <laughs> Man, it's awesome. Dude. Oh, oh, wow. That's harsh. We're off to a good start. That is harsh. That's... Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, How do you we, feel we about that, Bobby. Chris? You know, yeah. I'm used to it. Used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Everybody likes Bobby more. I don't know. <laughs> He's just a likable guy. He's a I very likable guy. That's true. He's shady. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anybody who's always that smiley and happy, you got to figure they're up to something. Something wrong, right? That's fair. Mm. Yeah. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm going to introduce you, Chris, but I don't think it really needs to happen because everybody knows who you are, Chris, from the RC Today oh. Show. Yeah. I thought you were going to say from like Texas, but. Well, you do live in Texas, don't you? I do. Austin. As I, is that right? That Austin? is correct. A native. See? Native Austin. That's a that's an awesome town. I spent some time down there. Love that town. This is weird, Dan. Why is it weird? Because his voice I'm supposed to be listening to. Exactly. Like it this is, is it is very weird. I finally <laughs> after all these episodes, I now remember what it's like to be sitting there going, "Hey, hey, hey, no, you can't <laughs> hear me." You know. Yeah. It's I, it's kind of weird. Voice. Yeah. I've had people yeah. say that, that I meet for the first time and I'm just talking to them. We're at a flying field or something. And they'll just get this look on their face and go, <laughs> this is weird. Because you're like yeah. answering my questions. <laughs> you're okay. responding you can to hear me. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. So what's been going on, man? Tell us. Um, well, first, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've been doing the podcasting thing forever. Mm, I mean, like seven years. Yeah, I mean, I've told the story many times. It's back when uh, you were with All Things That Fly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all Things Heli, I believe is what you call that show. Or right? Inside Heli. Started Inside out as Heli. Inside Heli, then it was All Things That Fly, and then we kind of split it back out again. So I was, you know, I just remember, all, you know, back then I was listening and just couldn't get enough of that stuff. I mean, it was just... Um, I was sitting in my room working on my very first telly, which was a JR Vibe 50, and just listening to your guys' show. I think it was a big part. I mean, you guys, your show was definitely kind of the, I mean, it's what started, the. Uh, you know, as far as not podcasting, but in the hobby. I mean, in the heli hobby in particular. And yeah, as far as folks, I know, it was, it was one of the yeah. first, if not probably the, the first. first. And uh, Jamie Burke actually approached me. And he had seen my posts on our RC groups and he's like, hey, you want to do a podcast about RC stuff? And I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? (laughs) 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 And uh, he's he's like, you know, it's like talk radio, but over over the internet. I'm like, 
uh, okay, I don't know why anybody would want to hear what I have to say, but sure. What the hell, and right? It just kind of snowballed from there. I remember the first time I heard your guys' show, you had Burt Kammerer on. I, I don't yeah. necessarily remember because it was so long ago what you guys were talking about, but I just remember listening to that show a few times. And it made a bit of big impression on me, obviously. I kind of, you know, we that that your guys' show, uh, you know, a lot of, back when you were doing your show, I, you know, a lot of the questions, we, we've always said, the group of us, and, you know, when we talked to Bobby, it's like, there's lots of room uh, in this hobby for good shows. Oh, yeah. And we, we always kind of thought our show is a little more irreverent, you know? And yours, <laughs> your guys' was more office-friendly, so to speak. You know? Yeah, we always, not really, um, we didn't really make the decision to say, okay, we're going to be the family-friendly show, but it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, it's just your personalities, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the way it worked out. Oh, you should hear great. me off the air. I curse like a sailor. <laughs> I don't know. New York man. Uh, well, you know what show you you're on now, though, right? You are in good yeah, company, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Justin's the king of cursing. I'll I'll try to be nice. That's just you have you have the latitude here, so you can you know you yeah, cut no, a little yeah. bit. That was your chance. Just say it. Just so, let it all hang out. Say the things I've always wanted to say. That's right. Hey, I will go. warn you. That usually gets me in trouble. That's just my my <laughs> personal experience. <laughs> so you were approached to start a podcast and. Um, Tell us how you started. I mean, what, I mean, you guys just, I'm assuming much like us, you went down and bought a $9 headset at Walmart or yeah. wherever your, your, your electronics choice of uh, store of choices. And it, I mean, you just kind of dove right into it without really knowing what was going on. Right. Oh, I had no idea what I was doing. And at the beginning, uh, Jamie was the one who did all of the editing and all that stuff. I just showed up and talked and then then we started sharing duty and then I don't really even remember how I ended up being like in charge. Jamie went off and did other things. I don't think he's even into RC anymore. And um, it just kind of somehow I ended up doing it. I ended up doing the editing and <laughs> getting other hosts and it just, you know, it's all a blur. I don't know. I, I, at one point, I tried to count up how many hours and how many episodes, and then I just went, ah, I don't really want to know. <laughs> and, I, and I always said that mm. if it ever stopped being fun, I would yeah. stop doing it. And I think that a little over a year ago, I was, it was when my mom got really sick and before she passed, my, you know, things just change. Your priorities change, and I was spending a lot of time, you know, like driving her to chemo and things like that, and... I just didn't have the heart to keep doing it. And when you have to like force it, you have to like, okay, I haven't been doing anything in the hobby. What am I going to talk about? So you start stressing out going, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? So I'm online doing research and talking to people and trying to come up with an idea for a show. And I felt like I was just like not there. People who listened said, oh, that was a good show. I'm like, really? I thought it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. But, you know, well, when it gets to that point, you're just kind of like, okay, let's take a step back. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? It's certainly not for the money. 
It's just oh, what do you, <laughs> isn't? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Huh? <laughs> I mean, we're not all getting rich doing uh, internet podcasts. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting. I'm still yeah. anticipating yeah. that. Dan one says day there's a check, check in the mail. Up. Yeah. It's going to be there one day. <laughs> well, well I want to Perhaps Before if you I go on, I, I want my radio announcer voice. I could have made more money. But there I, you go. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, though, Chris, that there's a very striking similarity, and I don't, I really don't know what has pushed me through a similar situation. You know, my mom passed away last year, almost a year ago, mm-hmm. and well, almost a year ago to the day, in fact. And this year for me has been as most of our listeners know and as definitely as as you know Nick and Justin and Jesse know I was in that same boat and I don't I mean for a, several months I just didn't I wasn't even here I didn't even come to the show I, I just couldn't do it I tried a couple times and that whole concept that you mentioned about reevaluating what it is you're doing and asking yourself is this something I want to continue to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause sometimes you kind of get wrapped up in, I know we do, we take it very seriously as I'm sure you, you and Bobby did. And sometimes you, there's, there's like this overdriving obligation where you feel like doesn't matter what mental state I'm in. Uh, we we're we almost are obligated to, yeah. we got to do show. it. Yeah. Right. And the listeners and it, and are waiting. It became even more, of an issue where I felt that way after we started getting sponsors for the show. Cause for the oh, longest yes. time we didn't have any, it was just, right. we did it. We didn't have any sponsors and you know, we took donations. We accepted donations from listeners, but we didn't have any companies that were saying, Hey, I'll buy advertisements on your show. Well, once we right. started doing that, we kind of made a decision. Hey, let's, you know, people were asking, we're like, oh, okay, well, let's do that. And then once you, once you take that step, then yeah, you feel that whole obligation thing hanging over you. Yeah, and um, it's very it's very hard to overcome. And and I was kind of alluding to my situation. I mean, these guys struggled along with me, and they they knew what what I was going through, and and they've seen how it's affected my hobby. And it's very obvious to the listeners uh, that do listen to us weekly. I really don't know. I'm very excited again. And that fire's kind of been lit again, luckily. And I feel fortunate for that. But I, yeah. I just, I honestly, I, I don't, I've never really said that, but I do think that what pulled me through were these three guys that I do the show with. Because otherwise, I probably today would not be in the hobby at all. Because yeah. it was just, it just got to be too much. Yep. So I don't think people I, I, realize how hard it is. I mean, you just yeah. at a certain point, you know, part of uh, for me, it's like at a certain point, y- you hop on the show to record every week. And, you know, in the beginning, you're doing it for you and you're doing it because it's fun. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, it's like it's in your heart and soul. And then after a while. You know, especially for me, like the last couple months, what and this is this has fueled me personally is, you know, with uh, the whole multi rotor thing and all of it is this doom and gloom RC helicopters, right? Doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like, you know what? I now feel obligated. I mean, I feel like as a podcaster, we're you know we're obligated to keep this going because I don't want to give up. 
keep you know keep the right. pilot flame lit. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. it's a whole bunch of extra stress, and people just don't realize. You know, they hear the laughing and the joking, but they don't. I don't think they really understand the emotional side of what it takes yeah. to come on week after week and do it. Well, yeah. it's it's very cyclical too. You know, like you'll kind of like you were mentioning, Dan. You know, we all have our times or our stretches where we're really into it, and then we all have our stretches where we're questioning the reasoning behind it. So, lots of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm not out of the hobby. I just haven't been as active. And then, you know, my mom passed uh, in November of 2014, and then. January of this year, my wife's mom passed. So it's like, oh, geez, you just about get back on an even keel, and then there's another gut punch. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, here we go again. So Liz was strong for me. I'm trying to be strong for her. And, um, you know, and we, we were helping each other. We just have to find a new normal. And I have no doubt that when I find that new normal, it's still going to involve aviation of some sort. Mm-hmm. If, if yep. not RC, you know, I'm starting to get these crazy urges to get back into the real cockpit as well, which is stupidly expensive and probably not the smartest idea. But nah, we don't judge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't judge. Yeah, yeah. but you got to find what makes you. You know, you you have to have. I think every everyone needs a hobby, and everyone yeah. needs something that gives them that excitement and that fuel and that flame inside of them. And, you know, it's, it's hard. Sometimes you want, sometimes I, you know, you feel like, well, I want it to be this, but I mean, Dan, I've had this conversation with Dan on the phone. He's like, man, I want to be back a hundred percent, but it's just not there at this moment. You can't you, force it. No, you, you can't. Yeah, you you I was really about to say can. that you can't force it. You, you have to want to. You know, and one thing that, and we've said it a a few times, and that's, and Chris, I know you experienced this, so you're doing a podcast, and which is essentially a hobby within a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. Your hobby, your podcast hobby is kind of driven by your RC hobby, and so it's, um, it's tough because there's, you've got to strike a balance because not only do we have to find time for our main hobby we have to find time for our secondary hobby which is the podcast then we have real life and work mm-hmm. and everything on top of that it, it's it i mean it's it's a lot of work we've established that i mean we i mean i think a lot of people don't realize how much effort is put into but i, I think a lot of people do but i think there are some out there that think it's just uh, you know, we get together, we hit the record button, and uh, magic happens. And yeah. the next thing you know, a perfectly edited show is is uh, you know hanging out in cyberspace, waiting for people to listen to. But I mean, that's not how it works for you guys. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you'd think after a couple hundred, <laughs> we'd get a little bit better. But you know, but I don't want to leave listeners, and I'm. I'm going to speak for everybody here. I'm sure we all agree that it's, I mean, there, it's definitely, there are some heartaches in doing this, but more so it's fun, man. It's incredibly rewarding too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. So kind of getting back on track, we kind of got off on a little, our life sucks. What are we here to talk about? (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to know, Chris. So you, let's talk about your uh, your first. Uh, we talked a little bit about how, how you got your start and and how you kind of grew into the hobby and to, uh, of podcasting and stuff like that. Uh, you, you guys then switched gears. You changed the name of your show. Did you change your lineup as well? Well, or how did that? What happened there? See for the all things that fly guys. They kind of left some of the guys that I really liked left the show, and the the crew that was still there there just wasn't the chemistry, and I basically just said, yeah, you know, I'm kind of done, and then I thought about it and went, but I don't really want to be done, so I talked right. to Bobby and we were doing the inside heli part of it. Because we kind of, you know, we had split the show back out. So me and Bobby and James were doing the inside heli thing. And we kind of decided to just break that off and do our own show because we were all getting into more than just helicopters. I had always flown airplanes, but Bobby and James started flying airplanes as well. It's like, well, we can't really talk about that on the inside heli show. So that's when we decided, eh, let's just do our own thing. So that's where the RC Today show started. So that was completely me, Bobby, and James. Separate thing, you know, separate site, all that. And then we did, I don't know, 150-something of those. Or however many. I have it, I'd have to go look to see how many we actually did. Yeah, but, it's... Uh, uh, I think, as I remember, of course, you, you were on the first version of RC Alienation with acid. You remember acid? Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a short, a short lived experiment. Uh, nine episodes, I believe, uh, which, uh, as I understand are still somehow I'm not hosting them, but somehow you can still find them out there. So somebody's, somebody's hosting them. Wow. Uh, but when, uh, so I took a year off from the hobby and, uh, started RC Alienation up and I, think you started RC Today roughly, we started these shows roughly about the same time as I remember. I think so. I think yeah. so. I was going to go back and look and see when the when it started. So we did, let's see, we did 158 episodes and we started in July of 2011 with the RC Today show. But yeah, I've actually been you doing, started. I think the other show started in like 2007. And that's a long time. That's a long time, dude. Like seriously, to be to be podcasting for that long—that is pretty much every week of of dedication. It is. It's a tremendous amount of dedication. And uh, Bobby's been on our show. He was actually, I think, at Urcha. Yeah. was he at OHB as well? No, no, no. We got him on for Urcha though a couple of times. I think. I, you know. When we met him, Nick and I went down to uh, the RC Today Show um, setup that they had down there, and we just sat and talked for a while. And um, Nick and I were like, wow, this guy is really cool. He was so energetic. How did you... I mean, he's he's very bubbly, right? He's, yeah. He's very likable. Was that tough? I mean, was that hard for you to... Um, because he he was different, I would I guess from say James, right? Who was more kind of rough and gruff, 
right? And so you bring Bobby in and that dynamic, was that tough to manage the, the differences there? Or did you find that refreshing or how did, no, how did you No, know I, I think it really worked because, you know, we kind of played off of each other. And just the way that I met Bobby is funny. And I don't know if you know the story, but um, he lives in Caldwell, which is about a two and a half hour drive from here. And he actually heard me on the podcast, uh, I guess on Inside Heli at the time. And he was telling his wife, he, he lives in Austin. He's just like two hours away. I, I want to <laughs> see if he'll help me with this helicopter. And he had some piece of crap little thing from, I think it was something Hobby Lobby was selling at the time. And he sent me an email and said, you know, I'd like to come over and see if you'll help me get this thing flying. And I'm like, sure, come on over, you know. And so we, we met at the flying field and he's like, I'll, I'll pay you to set this up. And I'm like, no, you won't. I don't, I'm not going to take any money. Just come over and, and I'll see what I can do. So he comes over and turns out it was just windy as hell that day, but he came over anyway. And this is some little, you know, micro electric helicopter. And he shows up and he said, well, I know you wouldn't accept any money, but I have something for you and you have to take it. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. And he goes, no, you don't understand. You have to take it. And he pulls out this big cutting board made out of the white, you know, high density polyethylene that's custom machined with my name and a picture of an airplane oh. and all this stuff. Oh, holy wow. introduction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, see, you have to take it. It's got your name on it. I'm like, so you're either excited or nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way we met and we hit it off immediately and then it wasn't too long after that 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 i just said you know you need to just do this podcast with me and he's like okay so you know I, nothing formal I gotta, just happenstance i gotta be honest I, I i honestly and i'm not just saying this i doubt that there's anybody that's ever met bobby and didn't go man you have to like that guy you just, Seriously, you I mean, he's not that, like Bobby. He's a likable dude. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't like him now because I can't get him to come on the show. <laughs> That's another stuff. I'm kidding, Bobby. He's busy Man, right now. He is got busy. A lot and going those on. boys, those twin boys yes. of his, they are keeping him busy. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, he went through tough times too. His dad got cancer and passed away as well. Yes, yes. And... He was, uh, he and his sister were basically caregivers for him in much the same way that uh, me and Liz were caregivers for her mom. So when, you, when you're in that position and you're with them all the time and right up to the end you're with them, it's just, it's rough. But I, you know, I'm not going to dwell on that, but I'm just trying to kind of let you all know why we've just vanished off the face of the earth. It's not because we don't like you. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get into next. You know, I mean, uh, I've, I, as I mentioned when I talked to you the other day, you know, we've had several of our listeners and we hear it a lot. We hear, hey, why don't you guys get Chris or Bobby on? Because we'd love to hear from them. Um, obviously, your show's missed. And, and strangely, but yeah. No, not too, not, <laughs> not strangely. No, seriously, dude. I was listening. To your guy's show before I was listening to this show. But it's a show yeah. about nothing. That's what is always fascinating. That's me, is why. Th welcome to my <laughs> hey. life. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's a Seinfeld, a Seinfeld show there. No, it, it was is. a great show. show about nothing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a tough decision. And I always, 
anytime I talk about it or it's brought up in the forums or I feel compelled to to mention a, in a post or something, I always say, and I look forward to the day when they return. And you can maybe let us know if, you know, is that, I don't know, what do you, I mean, you wouldn't rule it out, I'm guessing, right? I, I mean, I'm not going to 100% rule it out, but I did, I started a thread on our forums and said, you know, I think for now we're going to do a grand finale. We're going to try to get together and record even just a short show mm-hmm. and let everybody know what's going on and why and and not just kind of leave everybody hanging like we did when we did our last show in August of last year. Um, but just, just to kind of put a little bit of closure on it. But I'm not going to say it's never going to come back. I'm going to keep the site up. I'm going to, you know, it's not like that's expensive, really. I'm going to keep everything up and I'm going to keep posting in the in our forum there's not a lot of traffic but you know we have a a core group of people that hang out there and just kind of see how it goes because when we find a new normal like i say you never know yeah you really do i mean that's the best way to put it you just never know because it's life changes and things change and all of a sudden you might wake up one day and be like you know what i never want to pick up a transmitter again or you might say oh my gosh I have to do this. I miss yeah. podcasting so much that I have to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, said. I don't know, very few people ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> it all sounds good at first, right? I mean, you remember that yeah. first time you sat down? You're like, yeah, this is April awesome. April 1st of 2007. And then there was that first time when you're like three hours into an edit and you're going, I don't even know why I do mm. this anymore. <laughs> Yeah. It just doesn't make just sense. Just doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, I mean, uh, you know, just being able to like right now have this conversation and just hearing your voice, it's such a voice of familiarity. It's just so familiar. And I think a lot of folks miss that. And I don't want to dwell on that fact because I know that I have to assume that somewhere uh, inside there's, you have these feelings of, Oh man, I would really, cause I mean, there, there is a bit, you know, I, I used to, for a lifetime ago, I used to be a truck driver and for a long time I was, they always told me once the diesel gets in your blood, it's really hard to get out. Right. And, and you miss it when you, when you step away from it, mm-hmm. I could imagine that occasionally, right. You, that, those, that stirs in you, right. You're like, Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I, I won't lie. Tough. And yeah. I got to say that it's not a driving factor, but there is a little bit of a cool factor to be somewhere at a fly in yes. and be having a conversation with somebody that you don't know. And they get this look on their face and they kind of turn their head and they go, I know your voice from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yep. and you're just like, yep. Really? Yep. Uh, I don't. Now, the funny thing is, I've had it go both ways. I've had people say, I know your voice from somewhere. And it's like, well, yeah, I do a podcast. And I'm like, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> and, and, and they go, wait a minute. You're the voice of Amplify Credit Union. I'm like, oh, crap. Because right? I, I, I do oh, the, the voice on the phone system where I work. Did that do you, happen? Do you, work at Denny's? do you work at Denny's? No, no, that's not it. That's not it. No, yeah, it really has happened. Um, I was talking to my neighbor across the street. And we'd been talking for like 10 minutes and he suddenly stopped and said, 
I know your voice. And it's like, yeah, we've been standing here talking for 10 minutes. He goes, no, 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 no. I know your voice. You're the voice at the credit union. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure am. <laughs> so my favorites yeah, it, are the ones where they walk up to you and they say, dude, Jesse, what's up? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> awesome, the hell are you? but I'm yeah. Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that time you were talking about the Compass 7 HV, and I'm like, I've never owned one. Yeah. Let me me ask you. You have owned one. Oh, actually, you're right. Okay, true. Chris, I want to ask you this, because this this happens, uh, always happens to me. Um, When you're at a fun fly and and you, you, you meet people who know you through the show, but you've not met them or you don't really know them otherwise. And so as guys do, they, they stand around and they start telling war stories or fishing stories as it were. And, um, and you realize, and you, so you start in on a story, right? <laughs> and then as you're telling the story, you're looking around and you can see that. So yeah, they've heard this they've story heard this already. Before. Yeah. <laughs> so then you just quickly end it. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always a strange one for me. Uh, it's one of the one of the definite, I guess, paychecks that we do get um, as podcasters is is um, when you're at a fun fly, especially like when we were far away from where we lived in Ur- Urcha and even or- down in Orlando was um, when listeners come up and and they they basically in a nutshell tell you that. Um, I'm in the hobby today because of you guys. I mean, yeah. I, you know what I mean? And it's that whatever good. the story is behind it. That is, that really. Well, it either it. feels good or you feel like apologizing. One <laughs> yeah. of the sorry, dude. It's like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Tell me your wife's not here. Blamed <laughs> for so many purchases. It's like, you're such an enabler. I bought this because you were talking about it. I'm like, it is not my fault. Damn it. <laughs> but really, it happens. The wife lot. comes up. You're that guy. You're that guy. You're that guy that they keep talking about. Oh, You're the problem. Gotta go. <laughs> I'm in trouble with my wife because you made me buy this helicopter. <laughs> oh. That's so, just not right. Chris, you mentioned you're still in the hobby. Let's talk a little bit about what your hobby is. Uh, what 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 are you doing? Where what what where are you at in the hobby? What what are you flying and all that good jazz? Let's see. Um, actually, interestingly enough, uh, I am. Part of Team MSH USA. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! I don't know why, but but I am. Uh, so I've got a Protos Max V2. Yes, uh, still got my Mini Protos, which I've had since the day they came out, practically, and still my favoriteest helicopter ever. But the Max, um, boy, that thing flies good. Did it? Just That's, did it always fly good? Well, yeah, it always flew. <laughs> extremely well even on its maiden flight up until about six minutes in when it kind of ate itself (laughs) yeah the idiot mechanic i'm gonna have to have a talk with that guy you should fire that guy (laughs) i'm gonna so fire that guy because he apparently forgot to put loctite on the servo arm screws oh (laughs) we have one of those here (laughs) Uh uh-huh and uh dude that is that's a cardinal sin Nick yeah, the elevator servo the arm screw backed out far enough that the arm desplined mm-hmm. and uh, boom strike. Yeah. 
<sighs> I uh, I actually well, we have a similar story. I had a Gowie X5, and on its maiden flight, I did the whole maiden flight, um, landed, did a you know post flight inspection, and noticed that uh, in one of the cyclic servos, I did not have a fastener in there. So, Ooh. yeah, I dodged a bullet, right? Yeah, but then you made up for it by crashing it. Yeah, exactly. By forgetting the cr- same thing. You think I would forget about that? I cr- <laughs> <laughs> on his maiden flight, on, on his, his maiden. Telecom. Someone else is Ellie. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Chris, I did the same yeah. thing to a buddy of mine, 600 <laughs> yes. EFL, and... It lasted about 15 seconds. Uh, well, at least I got a good six minutes out of this on its That's first good. flight. But I will say nice. that considering how high it was and the fact that it was a boom strike, it was remarkable how little damage it did. I mean, it didn't. I didn't have to replace any of the head parts, just main shaft, frames, tail boom, of course, and- uh, tail shaft. I did replace the tail grips, not because they were broken, but one of them just had kind of a ding in it from something. And I went, eh, they're plastic. They're like six bucks. I'm just replacing them. Uh, The canopy with that fantastic magnetic canopy mounting system, the canopy saw what was going on and said, oh, shit, I am out of here and ejected. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) You can see it in the pictures because we had it on video and the, the Rod who shot the video, he pulled some frames out and kind of, you know, frame by frame, you can see the canopy. You can almost see it looking over its shoulder going, oh my God, I am so out of here. And it just like shot forward off of it (laughs) and didn't get a scratch. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But um, a couple hundred bucks in parts without blades and it was back in the air. Not bad at all. Nice. Was it just the lower frames that broke on you? Actually, it broke all of them. I was surprised. But it fell from like, you know, a hundred feet. And yeah. hard packed dirt down Get here. ready, I mean, Jesse. No, that's not what I want to. I'm well, so I'm I'm building one right now, but I haven't maidened it yet. It's all ready to go, but uh well, they crash well. So just that's in case to, things no, that's good go to hear. And I, and I agree with you. The parts are parts are pretty cheap. But mm-hmm. I'm looking and forward to it. It's so easy to wrench on. I mean, just simple, simple, simple. Yeah. So um and the other thing that amazes me about it is that it belies its weight as far as how it flies. Because there have been so many threads, people are fixating on the weight. They're like, oh my God, it's so mm-hmm. heavy. It does not fly heavy. And I'm not a head speed junkie. And I, I love flying it at 1800. And it's, oh, nice. it just rocks at 1800. Um, 1600 is actually nice for just putzing around and I can fly for 10 minutes at 1600. What's that, what what blades packs are you are using? Uh, let's see. I heard two questions. Uh, blades, I'm running uh, Cyclone 715s. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, there, there we go. Yep. And uh, I also have uh, rails. The What size are the rails that are 696s or 716s? 716s, yeah. 716s, yeah. Um, and it flies really well on either one of them. Um, I think the Cyclones sound better. And... I'm running uh, 6S 5000s. Okay. Sweet. And the motor, I've got a, it's a Nick Maxwell edition Scorpion that I got used. And uh, it's got plenty of power. And I've seen over 7,000 watts in my data logs. Wow. But yeah, but my flying style, I mean, I don't use a lot of collective, but I do like big power loops and stuff. But at 1850, 
Um, I, I do eight minutes and I still have over oh, 20% nice. of the packs left. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then again, like Carter, he can suck the packs dry in three and a half minutes. So it just depends uh, on <laughs> yeah, how you fly it just depends. what you do. So my flying style, yeah. I fly like an old man because I am an old man and I get really long flights out of it. <laughs> Amen, brother. I'm not <laughs> That's why I went sure to the I'd, gassers. I'm not even sure what I'd do for eight minutes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I start to lose focus. Six minutes <laughs> yeah. is about my attention span. And um, yeah. anything over that is just gravy. So I should really start flying it harder or crank the head speed up so that I'm not <laughs> getting bored and going, oh, look, squirrel. But <laughs> anyway, so I got that. Uh, I've got a, a um, Blade 180. I've got a couple of quads. Don't fly them a lot. I've got a little uh, 200QX that's been retrofitted to a carbon frame. And I've got the uh, 3D firmware on it. So that's kind of fun. Fly it around upside down in the yard. And uh, a DLG. Are you doing the hoot. the FPV thing at all? Not really. I tried it. I got um, I got a setup. It's not an expensive setup, and tried it. Here's the crazy part: I get motion sickness when I do it uh, for very long. You know, I've heard that from a lot of people. But so, I don't get motion sickness doing aerobatics in a real airplane. So how does that make any damn <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah, see that that's weird, <laughs> man. Well, I think I think with a real plane, it's because you can feel it. I mean, there's yes, some yeah. actual physical yeah. feedback to it. You yep. can yeah. clench and yeah. you can do all the stuff you need to do to kind of combat it. Otherwise, you're just sitting in a chair ready to fall out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get motion sickness in first person shooter video games too. If I play them for very long, I'm like, Seriously? oh my god, I gotta stop. Fell off wow. the couch. You are old, man. Hey, you are yeah. old. I, I've been I've been that way since they came out, and ah. I love playing them, but I can't do it for very long. And it's I guess it's you're right. It's my eyes are seeing one thing, and my inner ear is feeling something completely different. Yeah. And it just freaks out my brain. So, but no FPV. I guess it doesn't have a lot of allure for me because I am also a pilot. So it's like if I want to see that, I'll just go fly. Uh, yes. Of course, you can't fly down through the trees and do the whole racing thing in a real airplane more than once. <laughs> more than once. I was going to say, more, absolutely more yeah. than once. But uh, so that that would be kind of cool. I'd like to try that sometime. But um, And a DLG? DLG is fun. I, I mean, I'm a glider guy from way back. That, that was my first RC plane back in 1980 was a glider. And I've always liked them. I've, I've got a hotliner that's also a lot of fun. But the DLG, it's so pure and it's that whole man against nature thing. You go out there with a plane and a transmitter. And when you can hook a thermal from a hand launch and just completely sky it out and fly it until you're just tired of looking up, you kind of feel like you've accomplished something. That's fair. Yeah. It's a challenge. 1980. 1980. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was one. Oh, I was in a five. negative one. <laughs> you're still Shit, ne- I was 11. You're still negative one. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I was negative 11. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. And the sad thing is, radios were really expensive back then. My first radio system was a used World Engines brand, six-channel radio, it had no servo reversing. It had no dual rates, nothing like that. And I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for that transmitter. Holy used. cow! Damn. Yeah, 
And look at what you get for three hundred and fifty dollars these days. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah, little computer. Yeah, as back when they had the big fishing poles on them, right? Oh yeah, so big old fishing. long antenna and yeah, servos. Yeah. If you wanted your servo to go the other direction, you had to buy a reverse direction servo. I mean, because there was no <laughs> servo reversing. Imagine, and and there's no you know no sub trim adjustments. So man, to set up your surfaces, you had to get those splines just right, and you had to get your push rods. We've got it so easy these days. Oh yeah, these kids these days they just I don't know. understand how. But it's kind of gotten uphill. us into trouble too because it is no longer difficult, and so there's lots of morons out there playing with toys. But what? <sighs> yeah, yes, there is. Well, I'm not going to go there. Is. <laughs> yeah, well, I gave up. <laughs> we're going to go there for a little bit because I did have uh, two listeners email me asking me uh, if I did get you on uh, being that, you know, they wanted to hear your thoughts on recent events. Um, you know, I, I would say if I were to say it, mainly me here out of the four of us, Justin kind of agrees with me, but. Uh, and Jesse and, and Nick just kind of stay out of it, but I've been pretty critical of the AMA. Not not so much, and I want to clarify again, not so much that I don't think that the AMA is is is, is a useless organization. Uh, I just think that I don't feel like they're they're if they are representing us as they should be, they're just not vocal enough about it. They're not letting me know as a member what their plans are, what they're doing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on this whole situation from the FAA on down to the AMA? Well, the FAA, I mean, sure, they invited the AMA and other groups to discuss this situation, and then they went off and did whatever the hell they wanted to. That is not a surprise, having dealt with the FAA for years as a full-scale pilot. Um, I know the AMA had their recommendations. They voiced their concerns, which were ignored by the FAA. Again, I am not surprised at all. Um, I know that the AMA did, I think they, you're right in some respects, I think they could have done a better job communicating to the membership what they were doing and what they couldn't do. Like they couldn't file an injunction because the requirements to file an injunction simply were not met by the situation. But Nobody knew that for many long times after all this mess came out until they finally came out and said that in one of their blog posts, which a lot of people probably still haven't read. So in that respect, I think there could have been better communication. Um, I still think that they're doing a great job for us as a whole. I think we would have lost our privileges to fly a long time ago if it wasn't for the AMA representing us. So, you know, I'm going to, continue to be a member and I'm sure they're going to continue to work with the FAA and try to keep them from completely jacking everything up. Thanks to all those dill wads with their DJI phantoms. But (laughs) I've said it on my show and I said it a long time ago that years from now, when somebody asked me, what was the downfall of the RC hobby that you love? I will say the DJI phantom and the morons who operate them. I'm sorry if there are people out there who operate them responsibly who are listening. I'm not talking about you. It's the morons I'm talking about. And it just 
chaps my ass that we're all being thrown into the same bucket and you know everybody i meet what do you do oh what's your hobby oh i fly rc plane oh you fly drones no i don't fly effing drones yeah yeah yep exactly uh, They're anyway. like proud but, of hi, it. Hi, my name too, is Chris. Dude. I'm a registered drone offender. I <laughs> yeah. have registered. It drives me nuts. Yeah, that's it what does. it feels like, though. It does. Oh yeah, yes. it does feel. One thing I do want to uh, say I've noticed uh, over the last couple weeks, and um, I don't absolutely have no, I have no actual thoughts that that you know, me bitching about this has caused this. Cause frankly, I don't think the AMA cares what Dan Reed thinks. I really don't. But, um, I have noticed that the emails from the AMA are a little more direct, especially the last few. I don't know if you guys have read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that they sent out yesterday. It, and I like that because it's spelling, it's spelling a plan out for me. It's letting me know what, what they're doing. And that's really, I think a lot of my anxiety and wanting to just get on the show and rail was just this, where are you? Where are you people? And, and not hearing anything. Uh, I do think they are getting better about that. Yeah. I, I still so don't necessarily agree with the approach, but Hey, I'm not running the show. So, uh, you know, um, I too will continue to support the AMA begrudgingly on some aspects but there are some good things they do. I mean, frankly, we really don't have a choice if we want to go to fun flies. Uh, on that note, have you registered? I have. Yeah. What, how, what so many emails I've gotten say, Dan, I registered. It felt dirty, but I really felt like I had to do it. Do you, are you, did you register because of your involvement with the FAA or, or did you do it for, as a full-scale pilot, or did you do it for another reason, or just because you felt you want to be... uh, Here's the one thing that I think it's doing is people just want to comply, and they don't want to be considered lawbreakers. Yeah. Is that... I mean, kind of all of the above. Um, It's just not worth the risk. My choices were either register or sell everything. And even though I'm not terribly active right now in the hobby, I wasn't ready to just give it up. Right. Um, But the the ramifications of getting caught flying without being registered. I mean, they're frankly, they're pretty severe. They are they're, severe. They're, they're yeah. overly severe compared to other things you can do that are unlawful and the punishment for those. And that's another thing that rubs me wrong about the whole thing is that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. So no. I, I, I think it's way overboard and and I think that we owe all of it to a few individuals who've done incredibly stupid things and I'll point another one of them out and that's Trappy. Oh yeah. Oh, totally agree man. with you. There, man. <laughs> yep. And um, the dude doesn't even live in the state. He doesn't States. even live here. He doesn't give a crap. Great example of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Dead on. It, that's yeah. really where a lot of this started. I mean, I think it would have happened anyway, but I think the the attention that all of that shit gained, gathered what was added steam mm-hmm. to the engine, so to speak. Sure. I, mean, I really, 
And it would have been somebody else if it hadn't been him, but it just happened to be him. And then I don't know. I, 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 I I was following the guy, uh, on various social outlets. Um, and he had, because I, 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 at first I was kind of like, yeah, stick it to him, you know? And then I started really understanding what he was doing. And one thing I gathered just by listening or reading his, uh, posts and, uh, various interviews and stuff that he did. He's a hyper arrogant individual and he, he blatantly obviously and stated matter of factly that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care what it's doing because he's going to do what he feels he has the right to do irregardless of how it affects everybody else. Yep. Uh, extremely, man, just such a frustration. And then, you know, and I would agree too, Chris, that the the whole DJI phenomenon was just. I mean, we started seeing photos of guys taking their phantoms off from the sixty fourth floor off their deck in Manhattan. You know, yeah. you just know that's not going to end well. <laughs> no, I mean, why the hell would you do that? I mean, what the hell are you thinking? Uh, keyword thinking, not. Yeah, <laughs> not thinking. So, what do you what do you think? future holds for the hobby are, are you optimistic or what do you I want to be happen? optimistic I really do want to be optimistic but the pessimistic side of me see being a Gemini I have these two people that live in my body and when the evil twin comes out the evil twin says registration is the first step to confiscation so <sighs> yeah but but the good twin the optimistic twin says no it's just the FAA trying to cover their bases and all the politicians trying to say, we're doing something in the interest of safety. And, and it'll settle out just like full-scale aviation has kind of settled out since 9-11 because right after that happened, you know, we were shat upon big time. The general aviation community was shat upon, even though we had nothing to do with the big giant airliners flying into the buildings. It was... It was GA who took the brunt of all the crap with all the extra TFRs and all the extra rules and blah, 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 blah. So I have a feeling that, again, we'll find a new normal and life will go on. And if not, you know, there's other hobbies where we can convert money into noise. Because <laughs> I like have that. You ever, haven't you ever noticed <laughs> I the, like that. The really, yeah. the really fun hobbies? typically convert money into That's noise right. in some yeah. fashion. Very fair. With it's very little to no return or anything to show for it at the end of the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. You know, you either have like nice empty shell casings to sniff or crashed helicopter yeah. parts. You know? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's, I hope for the best. And uh, most of our listeners know, and I, I, I hadn't talked to the guys about it in a week or so, but for the most part, uh, I know I am uh, not going to register, um, mainly because I live in the middle of nowhere in Montana. Um, you know there there are concerns, and and a lot of listeners, like I said, were expressing to me that they did register, and you know they've decided, as you did, Chris, that the risk, uh, whether it be for the jobs that they had or just families, maybe they just said, screw it. Uh, I'm going to just do it. Even though I, it doesn't feel right. I want to continue to fly and I don't want to have to worry uh, while I'm flying. 
Right. And I, and I get that. I really do. Uh, I, I still feel, I still feel like they're asking us to do something that they have no legal right to do. I agree. Uh, I, and I, I think that they're going to turn that into their favor. I, I think when they redo the, um, 2012, um, Reformation Act, I think they're going to ha- have writing. The AMA's letter, although was kind of optimistic in that the, the definition is going to be broadened out a little bit, which was encouraging in that email. I don't know if you guys got that or not. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hope they're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they It's so frustrating because it's not going to do any good. It's not going to stop it's the not. morons from doing the stupid things. Uh, yeah. No. And in fact, not to not to get too political, but if you want to just have a very perfect comparative situation, replace the word drone with gun and you have all the same things. Yep. You know, it just doesn't work because the law abiding people are already going to do the right thing. The ones that are registering are already going to do the right things. The people that are doing the wrong things don't give a crap. They're not invested in the hobby. Yeah. So if it all becomes illegal, they'll say, oh, okay, well, so I'll go find something else to buy and screw up. You mean that yeah. the guys that are going to break the rules aren't going to put their registration numbers on their drone? <laughs> what? I know. It's shocking, isn't it? It's Holy just cow. shocking. <laughs> My whole worldview has changed now. I know. <laughs> just but hey, you shattered. know, at least uh, back to the AMA, at least they did negotiate so that we don't have to actually put that registration number on our models we can use our ama numbers so that's yes, good I, I i yeah that's that's the you know the glass half full way to look at it the way yeah. i kind of look at it is let's go along to get along and it's we're acquiescing you know i i you know it's just looking at the same situation through a different different uh, set of glasses i guess but uh, you know i think when it comes right down to it and and it's certainly not one statement, and I've said it a few times, that I'm really getting tired of. It's just $5. It's got nothing to do with that. No, Give them an inch and they'll doesn't. take a mile. Yeah. that's It's just starting here. I, I'm really concerned. And I have I have a sneaking suspicion that they know what they're going to do. They're just going to release it to us piecemeal at a time, right? Because mm-hmm. they can't just dump it all on us at once. You know, it's just every, uh, like Justin just said, give them an inch and they're going to take five miles. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully it does. What do you think? How, how do you think it's um, just the hobby in general? I mean, are you, do you think it's going to affect just the hobby as a whole? Is it? Well, I can't help but think it's going to slightly put a damper on the enthusiasm. I mean, I, I've, I try not to read too many of the threads of people just griping about it because it just depresses me. And that's the last thing I need. But <laughs> You know, I've seen people say, screw it. I'm just going to sell everything. Or, well, I was going to go buy a such and such, but now I don't know. So I would not be surprised if it has an effect on the sales of hobby-related equipment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I could be wrong, but, you know, yeah. it, it could. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't, but I, I guess think we it's- have to ask some industry people to see if it's having an effect. I think it's also going to, it, you know, it's going to cause a divide. It's going to cause a split in the 
we'll call it the old school, the people who are around in the hobby before the registration and the new oh, yeah. school, right? Because yeah. they've already sort of trained the newbies to call it a drone. And we yeah. who have been in the hobby for a long time, that's that's almost an offensive word nowadays. Like a swear right? word. It is. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, so, OK, here here's a quick story. I just bought a new couch, right? The guys come and deliver the new couch. I got my nitro helicopter sitting on the table because I'm working on it. And they say, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, you you must be into hobby helicopter helicopters. I said, yeah, absolutely. And one of the guys says, yeah, I fly drones. I mean, <laughs> it's it's already in their nomenclature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Too much. Yep. And I've already I've also seen you you're talking about the split. I've seen way more than one person say we need to separate ourselves from these people that fly drones. Yes. Need, they they should just all go away. They should be kicked out. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, even though I'm pissed off at the people that did stupid things with them, just saying, well, if you fly a multi-rotor, I don't want to be your friend. You know, that's any that right. We're all so that's part what, of the same hobby. I mean, if we yeah, want to get yeah. through this, we need to work together. Yeah. And if you look back, that's kind of way that's kind of the way the plankers, as we call them here on this show, used uh-huh. to treat the helicopter guys and still do. Still, still do locations. in some places. Yeah. So it, yeah. I think we're we're setting ourselves up for yet another divide. There's gonna be the circle flyers. You know, the Warbird guys, the helicopter guys, now the drones. And, you know, we're all going to be picking at each other. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> Except for those people that do stupid things. They can go to hell. That's that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, and the, that's the problem, though. I just, I don't know. I, I'm a, uh, it's, it's overwhelming because it's just like you just want it to end well, but it's like you just want to just wake me up when it's over and please tell me it ended okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I've, it's like, okay, the timing was good that I'm not really very active in the hobby because now I don't have to be exposed to too much of this crap at this time. I can just kind of let it all happen and then come back and go, hey, so what's the situation now? Yeah, yeah. And I actually have kind of stopped because I was kind of in that uh, mode where I was just every day, every day looking, looking for stuff on the internet. I just, it started driving me crazy. Yeah. You know, I got, I got tired of trying to, first of all, defend my position and, and, uh, you know, opinions will differ and that's okay. Um, but it just got to the point where I can't, I'm driving myself nuts. I just got to stop doing it and just kind of wait and see what happens. I agree. And that's really all we can do because we are dealing with the federal government, of course, and they will do whatever they want to do in their own time. And we'll just have to deal with it when they make up their mind. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of my feelings on that. (laughs) As Forrest Gump would say, that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, it's been, I th- first of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, it's my pleasure. Just, uh, it's always fun uh, to get a fellow podcaster on and especially one who, who was so influential in, I know this podcast exists. Oh yeah. Uh, in, in yep. me in particular. And I know the guys also, 
It's embarrassing. Uh, You're embarrassing me. Get, Stop it. You've hit legend well, we status, hope to get, man. You know, Bobby on soon. Uh, you know, um, Man, what can I say other than, dude, any, any, if you're getting that itch, you know, you want to get on behind a mic, you know, you, you've, there's always a, there's always room here. If you want to just get on every now and again and, and shoot the breeze, we, we'd love to have you anytime you'd want to do that. And the same goes for Bobby, of course, too. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I might would, take you up on that because I was thinking about it going, ah, oh, man, do I really want to do that? And then I came to the sudden realization. It's like, you know, I can just sign on talk for a little while, <laughs> sign off, and somebody else will do all the damn editing. That's, that's right. right. I'll do that. <laughs> there you go. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, and as I said, you know, I'm sure you get the emails. I know we do, so you must be getting them. And a lot of folks miss you out there, as I said, and uh, a lot of us look forward to the return. If it happens, if not, that's, you know, that's life, and, and we understand because life, life does come first. And we know Sadly Bobby's sometimes. busy with everything, and like I said, we want to get him on as well, but uh, what, what a treat it would be to have both you guys on at one time, kind of reminisce, talk about shows of old and all that good stuff. It'd be a lot of fun. We could do that. You bet. And you never I know. think we're, we're about done wasting your time. I know it's way, way late for you. Uh, it's and, it's uh, a little bit past it. my bedtime, this old guy, you know. <laughs> it's actually tomorrow already, so... Perfect. Hell, I might as well stay yes. up now. I'll go make some coffee. Yeah. 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 Start the yeah. day. Morning. My kind of guy. Get it going. Get ready to go flying. I'll just put my paint clothes back on and go back up to the house and start painting again. That's what I was doing before the show. No. So. No. <laughs> no. You were doing so good there. And then you veered off in the wrong direction. <laughs> I know. Domestic chores. Not right. Well, Alrighty, man. I appreciate well, the invite, guys. I really do. It's been oh, a lot of fun. Anytime. Anytime, man. And uh, sure. thanks again. And we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Okay. See ya. We'll see ya. Take it easy, man. We all know crashing sucks, but the only thing worse than crashing is missing something during the repair and watching it pile right back in. Well, guess what? The greatness that is the Soco Heli tool can save you time and from making a costly mistake during your diagnostic process. Simply slap on the Soco Heli tool after a crash and you can check your main shaft, spindle shaft, servo horn teeth, and servo gears without even removing the head from the heli. That simple five minute check can save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars and get you more stick time in the long run. So remember, if you want your equipment to be reliable, then you have to be a good heli mechanic. And if you want to be a good heli mechanic, you have to have good tools. Soko Heli Tools, because quality and precision is worth it. Get your Soko Heli Tools at www.socohelitools.com. You guys think, man? Huh? Awesome. It's cool, so right? cool to hear cool from him. Dude, man, he's. Yep. It's, yeah. Dude, he's older than Dan. You know what? No, I knew it. I feel I knew old after listening to you guys rant raving about the FAA and all that again. I feel oh, premature aging. It is. It's taking you. You've seen my hair. I'm not in a good standing position already to begin with. Yeah, you're you're starting from a disadvantage here. I was interested because I knew I. You know, Chris is. He's a level-headed guy. 
right? He's not very reactionary like I tend to be sometimes. Right? <laughs> tend to be it's, sometimes. <laughs> like I so am all the time. I, that was my I was excited to kind of hear his his take on it. And I, I to be honest, I wasn't surprised. I mean I mean I kind of I've seen him post on it, but uh you know, his sentiment kind of echoes a lot of us out there. Um in his uh, <laughs> kind of utter dismay and what's happening and, and hoping for the best, but uh, preparing for the worst as it were. But uh, what a, what a great interview. And I, I really hope to get Bobby on soon and uh, maybe one of these days we can get, get uh, both of them on at the same time. But, you know, we've had a lot of listeners kind of request that we try to get him on or, or, or him or Bobby one or, or both of them, if we could. And, um, it was a pleasure. Uh, Chris, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, it was really nice to, to get a conversation in with you. And it was kind of surreal. Like Nick mentioned in the interview, you know, it's like, that's the voice that you hear. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're not used to that voice yeah. responding to questions that you're asking. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's sometimes, you know, when he was just talking, mm-hmm. you're just like, you're sitting back and it's kind of reminding you of those days when you were just listening, you know, um, and on that note, we should probably wrap things up before we do that. Why don't we do some emails? Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? I have one more quick thing. No, you don't. Oh, We're done. We're done. Dan has called. No, it, what, do you, dude. What? What, do you, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Now nah, we'll wait till next week. Oh, you tease. Oh, I'm going to tease because we have a giveaway next week. Citizen giveaway. If you guys haven't signed up, get signed up. Giving something big away next week. Oh boy, I wonder what. Oh man, we're giving somebody the ball sack, right? Dan doesn't have to take it. That's what we're giving away. No, that's all yours, Dan. No, it's pretty much you own the ball sack, dude. I'm gonna add a piercing to it this year. Yes, (laughs) sick scientist. Oh. All righty. So some emails then? Uh, you would get a hold of me at nick at rchellynation.com or catch me on my Facebook page at nicklandrchn. How about you, Justin? You could get me at justin at rchellynation.com or Justin Pucci on Facebook or the forums. Jesse? You could catch me at jesse at rchellynation.com or you can catch me on Facebook. If you wanted to get in touch with Ken, you could do that at Ken at RCHellyNation.com. If you got a question about a shirt or a citizen number or, you know, want to say thanks, Ken, for helping us out like you do, that would be great. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan at RCHellyNation.com. Dan can read on uh, Facebook and forums as well. And, of course, we have to just say to Larry, dude, man, Larry, awesome job. We're so happy with the webpage. You guys got to go check it out. It, It just... It's next level. It really is. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, it's just uh, everything we had hoped it'd be. So, uh, big thanks there. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, check. It's a good way to find out what's going on. Uh, sometimes we post stuff there. Yep, yep. Probably more so in the summertime. Not a lot happening, really. Uh, Nick's got some videos. Are you putting those on our Facebook, Nick? Yeah, I will share more. But I wanted to make sure I didn't overrun our website deal but i will all the videos that i put up i'll put them on mine and i'll share them on ours as well i'm gonna start making videos of that mock nick's well thank you (laughs) here's my heli shack 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a little shack with a bench. This <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. is on fire. Alrighty, guys, this has been episode 219. Jesse thought I was going to hit it wrong again, but I didn't. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next Monday. See ya. Hey, Dan, is that caster flying yet? Take it easy, guys. <laughs> and over here, we keep the tools and the jello and the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Revelectrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.